Hello, it is Wednesday, June 23rd. Massive show today. Another 5K winner being chosen. Hashtag end the pod squad. Stick around to the end and figure out how. Just saying thank you as we head into a, you know, an off week, which isn't normal for us, but we hope to provide at least another show or two that's good for you before we go. And then when we get back, all systems go right into football season. Can't thank you enough. Be a friend. Tell a friend if you like this show by the end of it. If not, just act like it never, ever happened. Ty's about to get married in a couple of days. He's out. Mitt will be editing this thing. Go ahead and tweet me if you see anything or hear anything that you love from old Mitt. If you hate it, just direct it to him. I don't need to see it. Okay. And uh, let's get to it. The last two days have seen us give away $50,000 cash, two 75-inch televisions, which I thought was 70-inch, or actually 75-inch. <laughs> wow. You do pay for those extra five inches. <laughs> and a golf cart. Today, we'll be giving away two full sets of clubs. Wow. Yes. Over a $1,000 golf bag. I, 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 we'll be giving away two of those. And another $25,000. Hell yeah. And this is in celebration of everything that has been leading up to this point in which we we will be taking off a week for the first time in a long, long, long time. Not happy about it. I want to let everybody know I'm not pumped about it, okay? It wasn't just my decision. It was everybody's decision. You have to think ahead to the future, you know? We just went through an incredibly long football season all the way through an offseason that was coming after a uh, quarantine that happened with yeah. no sports. And I really felt an obligation to be the dancing clown on the screen, whether on your phone, on your computer, or we're seeing... Like 35% of the people that watch us watch us on their TV, so shout out to you. Wherever we are, I felt a sense of an obligation to be the idiots who will let you know throughout your day, whatever you're going through, that there are dumber people out there. Mm -hmm. There are people that want you to have a good time. There is a mental vacation to be had on the internet at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show every single Monday through Friday, noon to 3.30, 4 o'clock-ish, and also on Sirius XM Channel 82, Mad Dog Sports Radio. <clears throat> But with all these documentaries I watch, mm. okay, alongside my beautiful wife and our entire fur family, I think one of the most important things to do is take care of not only yourself, uh, your, your, your physically and, you know, emotionally and mentally and everything like that, but also everybody's well-being out of the office. You know, ladies, uh, significant others. For me, my wife, like, I think us getting away for a week is going to be great for everybody. Uh, it's going to come back on the other side. We're going to have a great football season. And I had Woo. to get to that point. I had to get to that point. And then once I got to that point, I was like, you know what? It's a celebration, actually. It's almost like a season is ending. Another season's coming on the other yeah. side of that. Now, the next season of this show will not officially begin until Thursday night kickoff, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah. Dallas Cowboys. September. Okay, so that is when the next season will begin. But you get it. This is almost like a, uh, a bye to last year, a hello to this upcoming year. It's a celebration, so we're giving away at least $100,000 this week. Uh, this will be $75,000 given away after today. Two more sets of golf clubs. Tomorrow's giveaway. Oh, it's oh big. man, you have no idea. Uh, we have been thinking about it for what? We think about it for long a time. long time. We, uh, at least... Uh, Two months. Today's giveaway, hashtag PMS 100K giveaway weekday three. Yeah. Okay. Will be a pot that I attempted earlier today. I think we have a photo. Zito, can you get that photo? Pull that up on the screen. I attempted a 45-foot putt earlier in the middle of our office. 
UB. Nah, I'm not going to give away any tips. No, okay? no, no, no. I'm not going to give away any tips. But just know that all you have to do is utilize the hashtag PMS 100K giveaway weekday three. Mm. And guess how many attempts it took for me to putt from that spot right there into a hole that is underneath the basketball hoop in between the rock stone cold Steve Austin and the fan duel pillars 45 feet away. And you might think to yourself, you know what, Pat, you're you're. You're going to win $20 million in the next 31 years yeah. uh, via golf and everything like that. You're probably pretty good at putting. Maybe that's what you're thinking. <laughs> Maybe you're also thinking, I almost quit four or five different times in this. Uh. <laughs> so take that into account whenever you're making your guess on Twitter. We'll give away $25,000 in two sets of clubs. We can't thank you all enough for rocking with us. Now, at Ty Schmidt is off and running. He has a massive weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck, Ty. We're celebrating that as well, obviously. Woo. That is something that uh, we can't wait for. So he is, you know, he's out there doing it right now. He oh, yeah. hopped on a bird this morning. He's flying into a town that he will not leave until he is a married man. I can't, I can't wait to see it happen. I can't wait to celebrate. Uh, congrats to him. But sitting in lieu of him, the Hammer Down boys have joined us for hour one at Tone Diggs, at Bubba Gumpino, at Boston Connors in the VIP lounge, the boys behind the glass. We appreciate that. At Tone Diggs, Hammer Down, okay, lost. Me, $14,000. Yeah. The show, another $10,000. And you guys, by the way, incredible job. We didn't show that on the picture. We should have. Looks beautiful. Yeah. The office uh, looks amazing. Great job. You guys have done so, so well with the place. Uh, but gambling-wise, since the England-Scotland thing, have you guys been back on track? And did you guys know that the Suns, without Chris Paul, were going to be able to get a nice 2-0 head start on the Clippers' Without Kawhi Leonard, uh, Paul George's been balling. Obviously, Devin Booker's been balling. An alley-oop to win that thing on an inbound pass in under a second. People have been talking about that since we are in, like, grade school basketball. <laughs> well, like, you could throw and then just tip it in the air, and then it kind of grows, and then it goes into the... You never think you're going to be able to accomplish that. You never think you're going to be... That isn't the play, no. by the way. That is not the picture of the play. <laughs> There's no way it is because... Yeah, like, yeah, is. yeah, because his hand was right on top of the thing or whatever, but... It was unbelievable that they got that win. Chris Paul now potentially beats COVID, comes out. That team gets even better. They're going to win this whole thing yep. maybe at this point. Yeah. Who knows? Milwaukee's a great city. Yes. Great Milwaukee city. might have that beautiful. entire thing popping off. Beautiful. Atlanta's beautiful. But did you guys know that, or is that not what you bet on? Do you, you don't bet on the NBA? Do you stay away from that? I do a little bit. I did take the DeAndre Ayton double-double and a Suns win boost last night. That hit. Wow. How many points did he score? 22, I believe. Oh, Ooh. so it wasn't like he scored eight, and then that was... No, no, no. <laughs> oh, that was... That would have been that would have been awesome. No, that there's no one on the Clippers who can defend him. So he's he's been been pretty solid all series. Uh, we've been pretty good. Uh, last night was a tough night. Went seven and one. Um, oh, oh, so you wanted a re immediate reaction there? I think a little early. You're not in the show this early. I, we are not. <laughs> Here's why not I was all the way back. jacked up Ooh. just yet. We're kind of rolling into it. I want to let you know. You go seven and one, pal, on just a random fucking Tuesday on hashtag PMS 100K giveaway weekday two. Yeah. You go seven and one in the middle of sports that nobody cares about. We need to celebrate that. Let's go, Tony. Tony. 
Hey, now that one would have been the one that we all would have made money off of uh and we all would have bet massively on. But the seven wins is unbelievable. This is not normal. We should be very thankful for the hammer down. Yeah, here's why it was tough. I did have an eight-leg parlay, $25 to win 5K. Um, The one that lost, the starting pitcher, Marcus Stroman, he's really good for the Mets. He pitched 11 pitches and then left the game. So, because he had shit, did he get? Did he? Have no, 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 no. He's hey, that's he a big story right now in baseball. Thanks for leading into that. And Gumpy, yep. how'd you do last night? Eight and two yesterday. So, so hey, this is real. I know AJ was trying to talk you guys out of hosting yeah, this he show. Was. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people like imagine if you were the gambler you were and Gumpy stunk. And Gumpy on the flip side, imagine if you were really good and Diggs stunk. Like, that would stink for the person that's bad. You two, I I think you have to be the most consistent duo in the world right now with winning and winning and winning. You guys have to feel alive whenever you're looking through these numbers and when you're looking through the sports, FanDuel Sportsbook app. Somebody just... Drops, what was that? Drop some rebar. What the hell's going on? What's going on? Mick cleaning back uh, there? It's, uh, that sounded very clear. <laughs> yeah, that way. That I mean, way. everybody looked one direction. <laughs> I will investigate. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Zito. Zito. But it's nice because, like, yesterday, no, two days ago, I went 0 1 and 1, but Gumpy went like 4 and 1 in it baseball. Is. And then they're welding. Whatever. They're welding so, yeah, yeah. They, they, <laughs> pick each other on? up. Yeah, pick and, each other up a lot of times. And whenever you're out there, at, at what point during a winning streak do you, do you like, do you guys feel pressure right now? Because you guys have set a standard now where if you have a couple bad nights, you yeah. know, people are going to be like, these guys stink. These are just everybody else all of a sudden. Bars up here, There's boys. a lot of losers, okay, being handed out by people. All right, and those people, incredibly entertaining people, very intelligent people, very knowledgeable people, sports gambling and spreads and everything like that have been around forever. A lot of losers, a lot of people selling their picks, a lot of losers in those picks. There's winners, obviously, somewhere. I don't think anybody is as hot as you two have been, which leads Foxy and I to a conversation on a weekly basis that you guys have to just be lying to us. You've been adding Foxy and all your bets. Foxy, is this legit? Have you been keeping up with this? From what I've seen that Tony's picks are correct, and he's not lying. And also, there's no one from Hammered Down watching saying, hey, you guys check these guys, all right? They're definitely lying about all their records. So it must be true. That is true. If you guys were out here saying you were winning when you were actually losing, the internet has a yeah. way with yeah. dealing yeah. with that They would sort tell of you thing. real quick. Very HDBs. Quickly. But I feel like the HDBs, and I feel like more people, and this is me included, and I try my best, I... You guys are a fucking ATM right now. Yeah. And this is a great time to just be getting money, by the way. The, the world's about to open back up. Tickets, I mean, mm. life, restaurants, movie theaters, I heard, Uh-oh. are coming back Come on. in a big, big way. I mean, this is a good time just to have a handout. Now, not everybody can do this. It's not national. We no. apologize. Louisiana Shout just Louisiana. got okay, though. Congrats, now Louisiana. Shout out Canada. Shout out to Canada. They got it as well? Uh, single game betting, I believe, was legalized yesterday. Okay, congrats to Canada. <laughs> Here we go. Let's help. Uh, oh, Fando has a plug up there. You know what I mean? Let's get some maple in the in the in the veins up there. Let's go ahead and do this thing. We love Canada. Love it. Uh, the best. There, there was another state. I forget what it was. They actually said how many online distributors they were going to give out skins. They call them. They they. I think it was like twenty or thirty, maybe. It was the last one that came online. Before. Yeah, thirteen. I forget. Is that Ohio? Uh, no, no. Yeah, maybe. It might. have. It might I have thought been they had a, a bunch of skins available. But there's it. a lot more information being released with each state that's opening up now. Back in the day, 
back in the day. Like a year ago when a state would come online, it was like, okay, they got it. Now it's going to be a process on who's going to get in. I feel like now that the blueprint has kind of been laid by now seven states, eight states at this point with all access, basically, the amount of money that's been made, the way people can you know, profit off of this that are in polit political positions, right? Yes. If you get this, it's probably gonna make everybody happy. By the way, there's no political ties to sports gambling. And also, there are people that abuse it. We gotta look out for those people in our community, but there is an overwhelmingly amount of humans that just enjoy it. It makes the game just better. Five bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 14,000 bucks on an England team. <laughs> But anyways, it makes everything better. It makes relationships better, by the mm -hmm. way. My wife, she loves the Indianapolis Colts. Mm -hmm. She likes the, uh, she loves IndyCar. She likes some other things. But to watch other games that aren't Colts or any other sports that I watch, just basketball, the Pacers aren't good, so it's tough for her to get into it. But if there's a game live, she's at the casino in her hand. I yeah. mean, it is. Congrats to Louisiana. Let's go. Come on. Um, Connor, how you doing, dude? I'm doing pretty good. You know, while you were just listing off all that stuff, the same thing goes for, you know, marijuana. Legalizing that would make all these things better and more money like, for people. No political affiliations no poli to dope. Yes. Okay, listen. We got a guy down right now. Locked down. Mm. Probably in solitary confinement because his particular face and head is recognizable. <laughs> and whenever you go into a jail and you're recognizable, I'm, I'm speaking from a place of experience here, they will put you into solitary confinement because you immediately become a special inmate. Mm -hmm. I was put in a glass cage of emotions <laughs> whenever I was picked up walking through a parking lot at about 4 a.m. with no shirt on. Now, they have their story on why I was there. I have mine. Whatever the case, it was public intoxication. I was shackled, okay? Oh. I'm from Pittsburgh. We've talked about the South Side a lot. Yep. I didn't think I was anywhere near where I could have potentially been a couple times maybe in college on the South Side, and maybe a horse cop down there just told me to get the fuck off the red. <laughs> you need to get your ass home, dude. I'm going down <laughs> Indy, I guess, you know, shirtless, 4 a.m., walking through the streets. Somebody calls. You're, you're going to get arrested, What? by the way. I appreciate that right move, okay? Helped me out a lot immensely in life. I mean, driving me home maybe would have scared me too in a potential yeah. new life. But anyways, the whole experience I had now gets me a chance to relate to what happened to our guy down in Texas. He was sitting in a glass cage in there looking at the doctor's office, okay? Had to go and do his mugshot, had to have his little court uh, appearance in oh, the jail mm -hmm. to set the whole thing up and then he's going to get released under two ounces uh, under I, I was saying by the way under a gram of weed found on Mr. Caruso who's oh, traveling geez. through the airport in absolute worst case scenario nightmare when traveling commercially or or privately obviously but, but with nightmare <laughs> whenever you travel commercially okay is that you accidentally didn't check some zippered pocket in a bag that you were carrying and you might have left, I don't know, maybe like, uh, maybe a, a little bit of a, a, a pre-smoked already, half-smoked little uh, cone that just fell down into the crack into the bottom. Yeah. So immediately while you're going through or up the escalators to go into the Indianapolis airport, for me, the one that I'm flying out, there is always a, oh shit, where did I have you last? You were at, oh yeah, you were in Mexico. There could okay. be weed in here. Okay, <laughs> so you got to do. A, yeah. You go right over to a garbage can. Okay, you go right to a garbage can. This happens. I, I would assume that you have seen somebody do this mm -hmm. almost every fight where there is a last second. Oh, keys, cell phone, wallet. Is there weed in this yeah, bag? Because it's about to go through TSA here. So you do a full thing. 
He, I would assume, had this grinder in a pocket that might not have been easily visible to remind him that it was in there. And the fact that he gets arrested for a grinder in Texas for a plant that makes you feel better is a problem, obviously. Yeah. But for a guy, Caruso, I... There was an overwhelming amount of support for him on the yeah, internet. Thank God. Hey, hashtag free roost. Free roost. Free roost. Hey, Braun helped him out. He said, hey, he tweeted out the gif of uh, straight cash, homie. So I assume LBJ went down there, you know, paid whoever he Yeah, but all to. you need is one asshole judge, right? That's yeah. all you need mm -hmm. is one. Hey, you need one judge. No, nah, I'm not going to point and judge anybody because I assume there's a lot, of, a lot of incredible people that would not have done. For instance, when I got arrested for my public intoxication, every other officer of the law that I ran into that worked in the department that this dude worked at and in the department in Ohio that had me pulled over on the side <laughs> of the street told me that they would have never arrested me for a public intoxication. You ran into the wrong cop in this particular moment, which, by the way, I think we're all learning that there are a couple of those mm -hmm. that we would like to eliminate, but reality tells us that there's probably always going to be fucking assholes. It's not cool, and I, I don't think the the potential good people in that world love them either, but we got to figure that one out because they have a lot of power, but whenever you talk about going into one particular TSA agent or a campus police officer who, who by the way, very easily could have just went, hey, you know what? Yeah. That's for tobacco? Yeah. All right. Hey, Carry Michael. on. Good luck. Yeah, Just dump on. it out. Uh -huh. You know, whatever fire Caruso probably had, by the way, place for the Lakers. Let's oh, assume yeah. <laughs> whatever he had <laughs> in there heat. was unbelievable. That uh -huh. would have been a slap right into Caruso's mouth anyways. Probably dumping out 50 bucks maybe in there right into it, into a trash right in front of him. Or do what the guys at a stadium that Foxy and I went oh, to. Yeah. They just they shook us down. They were security. They saw our vapes. They acted like we couldn't get in there with them. We we're like, no, we can't. It's just tobacco. They're like, no, no, it's not. And they wouldn't let us go. They had a little bit of power they just confiscated our vapes yeah. took them put them in their pockets thank and you just kept moving i wouldn't be surprised if they did this with uh caruso's <laughs> dope hey he's got that cali bud for sure doesn't yeah, he wow. yeah motherfuckers yeah, purple yeah let's there. go ahead and get yeah, lock him down and <laughs> yeah. by the way that grinder is probably sharp too i'm gonna keep that that's uh, a shame i wonder if he's out yet i assume he's not even out yet yeah it's tsa agent like I don't know if he's out. Dude, you got to go. You got to get. Well, you got to do your whole thing. Yeah. And what are the laws like in Texas? Are they are they harsh on the I marijuana possession? Or? I don't know. Because Texas seems like it's kind of opening up, right? Yeah, Elon's 50, 50. bringing in spaceships yeah. in there. Uh, Rogan's bringing his entire comedy it's scene. Not, in. For new Powell Powell out, not for the devil's lettuce. <laughs> hey. Listen, you can have your guns. You can do a lot of things. Not the devil's lettuce, my friend. <laughs> I can Trust see me. Trust me. Where Someone is, who knows. Yeah, yeah. You lock it down, cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Mm -hmm. Where's, uh, who was it? Nancy Reagan, right? The nope to dope thing? Uh, Where are they from? So. California? The Reagans? Yeah, the Reagans are from California. Because I think old Ronald was not only a punter and kicker oh, yeah. football player, he was also an actor. Superstar, yeah. yeah. He was a superstar that got into the biz, shook some hands, and they said nope to dope. They went to war on this entire thing. I'd assume the Reagans have a lot of friends that are still in power down there in Texas that are potentially arresting somebody for a grinder in their bag yeah, going on. through the airport. I figure Georgie Bush would just say, hey, don't you worry about it. Uh, Zito pulled up the Texas weed law. Cannabis in Texas is illegal for recreational use. Possession of up to two ounces is a class B misdemeanor punishable by up to 180 days in prison and fine up to $2,000 and the suspension of one's driver's list. Yeah. This, so he's standing in like a, uh, today at some point, he might be out. I don't know. You get a mug shot. You Over. get processed. Then you got to go stand in front of like a, a judge that's telling you what you're going to be charged. And, uh, you know, it's a whole, you're standing. It's a much smaller courtroom. It's tiny. It's in the jail or whatever. You're standing. And uh, the judge told me that it was 
whatever I did was punishable for like 90 days in jail. I was like, not, I actually said 90 days in jail and, uh, and something else. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, uh, the, the lawyer guy that represented Mike Tyson Ooh. and many others in this city, pretty high up. The guy that uh, I seen at um, my rookie minicamp a week after I got drafted, he, he came and spoke to the team and said, if we ever see each other again, it's not good. Oh. And he was right because the next time I had seen him, it was a judge telling me I could go to jail for three months. I go, what? <laughs> and then something else, I'm, where, where are we? What are we doing? And him, I'm going to get you out of this, but I'm like, get me out of what? <laughs> get me out of what? I was, and they're like, yeah, sir, just sit down. And so I sit down, they do the whole thing, and then I was on my way or whatever. But that's what Caruso's got to go through today. And they're going to say, punishable by 180 days in jail, maximum. And Caruso's going to go, what is going on down here? You were on your way, too. But little did you know that, you know, the the people in the front of the uh, police station were giving tips to the press. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's sneaking out the back door. See, go get him. Go get him. I, I thought that was my lawyer, potentially. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah I thought it was. Ah, nah, I don't know. Good Maybe. pub. Because his pub face is yeah, 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 yeah. Because he, yeah. he's a very nice guy, and I've talked to him since, and he's obviously pretty powerful guy around Indianapolis, of course, because of his whole thing. But he said, as I was walking out, he's like, I'll drive you over to uh, Colts facility or whatever. I was like, cool, cool, because I didn't have my car. Obviously, it was still... In Broad Ripple. I chose not to drive smart, it, by smart. the way. Hey, how about that? Thank you, Pat. They don't, talk, they don't talk about, about that. Yeah. Huh? Smart. I wasn't a bit. Listen, I'm, there was an era there where everybody seemed to be drunk driving, and that's why, you know, Uber and everything saved. That was never my, I was never my forte. Mm-hmm. That, I, I always thought that was pretty scary. I had a couple friends that, mm-hmm. you know, potentially. Oh, yeah made some poor decisions while drunk driving, ended up losing their lives, the whole thing like that. So that scared the shit out of me, but I didn't do that. So he t- he said, I'll take you uh, back to the Colts facility or whatever. And I was like, thank you. And I go to follow him. He goes, no, you got to get your stuff or whatever still. And that's when I found out some money was missing that I definitely oh, had. Huh. And then um, and then he goes, I'll meet you out the back, though. And I, th- I think as soon as he turned that corner, he told me, he was like, yeah, we're going out the back or whatever. Mm. And they just sprinted out around there. Or maybe they saw him and they're like, oh, Going out the back door with this guy, they sprinted around. But you, they came running around the corner with me popping out of that jail, and uh, I like looked to my. The car was right in front of me. I looked to my left and I see him or whatever. I'm like, all right, hood up. Here we go. I've seen this on the internet before. <laughs> yeah, let's go hood up real quick. And somebody classic like, did you did you bobble the snap on this one, Pat? And I was almost like, well, you motherfucker. <laughs> You could have came up with something better. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I heard from pitch. my mom. I heard from my I'm sorry. I heard from my dad that this was reported on TMZ like five, six hours ago. You guys have been waiting for this moment. Did you bobble the snap on this one? It's like, don't question my hands, okay? Yeah. Question my judgment. All right, question, mm-hmm. question for sure, but let's not question my hands here. Kicked uh, it out of bounds, uh, maybe. Maybe like, shank it, shank it, maybe. Yeah. I, but, hey, don't question these hands. <laughs> the ball. Please, okay. all right? I, I'm already fighting against enough right now. Don't question goddamn hands. It was, uh, but that's what Caruso's going through right now. I assume he's sitting in there, and he knows how everybody is reacting to this outside. There's been a couple times where I thought I was potentially going to go down because uh, there was something in my pocket that I had a uh, similar vein yeah, yeah. that I had, cause you know, whenever we smoke around here, we go to Denver, we go to, we go to Michigan, yeah, we go to yeah. Illinois, mass. we go over to Ohio, we'll be at mass. Yeah. So it's like, and in Florida it's legal. So it's like, we only do this particular stuff whenever we're not in right. States where it's, but every once in a while you'll accidentally just walk down the street in a state that you don't, and you're like, Oh, do I smell like dope right now? I got to, Wrong Oh, that's state. a fool. Oh shit. Here you go, officer. I had it. Sorry. I was so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Uh, shout out to Caruso. Hopefully he'll be okay. AJ Green and uh, DeAndre Hopkins are talking about their relationship. Uh, did you? Is he on? He is? 
my guy, let's get right to it. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us right now. Um, Zito, you could just tell me that, by the way. Oh, yeah. By the way, that's on me. <laughs> Zito is in my ear all the time. And then we got a guy joining us for the first time ever, just yeah. sitting there. And Zito gave me the, hey, do you want to? And I was like, is he? Yeah, yeah, okay, my guy. Me, <laughs> the, we should release. Is there a way to release me, the Zito? The and audio I, between yeah, you two? Zito, yeah, I want to listen to I, it. I wonder if that is ever possible. <laughs> nah, he's on. Nah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a fantastic <laughs> thing. I appreciate you, Zito. Joining us right now, it's not in a sports vein, by the way. This is a guy who has... He's affected our life now more than I could have ever imagined. I got a chance to witness this guy's start at West Virginia University as a rapper named D.Y. He then moved, I think, to L.A. I'll let him tell his story to commit to music fully. I followed along his entire uh, kind of voyage through this thing, and I think he has now at this point hit his full stride. We use his music in damn near every vlog we do because it's an absolute heater, and I think he's independent. Ladies and gentlemen, David Moore. Yeah, Hey, what up? Hey, hold on. Fellas, how are y'all? Hey, David. Great. Thank you for joining us. Uh, just so the people at home or watching can know who you are, I just want to play a little snippet here. He's the guy that cre right. he's the guy that created this song right here. Coming live from the heartland, USA. <gasps> Dreams go to die and your friends get sent away. <gasps> Working to survive nine to five every day. Spend your paycheck up at Walmart and Chick-fil-A. Pull up in the Honda, baby, when got the top down. Parking lot. Anyways, that's day. What a fucking hey. banger. Hey, that's huge. That song is massive. Yeah. As soon as you made Thank it. Thank you, brother. As soon as you made it, you were like, hey, I got I, there. I got one here, I think. Is that is that the thought immediately? Well, that song started out. I knew it was special. I heard the beat and I was like, oh my God, there's, there's something about this. And uh, it took me a minute to write. I'm not going to lie. It took me months to write that song because I wanted to make sure that I was providing the vibes, but also have a, have a, a relatable message, you know, for everybody out there in, uh, in, in the heartland in middle America in this part and that part all over the country and it's been the reception has been amazing well yeah, there's good reason i mean anytime you can get chick-fil-a on a beat drop yeah. i mean yeah that is, hey, that yeah. is gonna hey. go you know sometimes it's the, it's the simplest things that the, that are the most relatable right well, i think chick-fil-a is the most relatable <laughs> especially for the crowd that you're but your flow is insane too and, and i think that's something that there's a lot of people that rap Okay, there's a lot of people that attempt uh, to put sounds together and make it sound good. And there's a lot of really good music out there. But the way you tell stories and your flow and your, your beat selection, I don't know how you go through that whole thing. It's fucking awesome. And there's no way in hell anybody at Lazy Lizard or Elements or Chasers or Club Z. These are all clubs in Morgantown, West Virginia, by the way, that, yeah. that D.Y. Uh, performed at back then. Did You just fell in love with this in high school, college, and you're just never going to give up? Like, what was the, the story here? Dude, Borman South, freshman year, WVU, Morgantown, baby. Uh, yeah. Fell in love with music and was just like, hey, there's really no plan B for me. I'm going to I'm going to make music. I'm going <clears> to <throat> pursue this to the fullest extent. You know, I went to graduated from WVU. Got a degree, did all that, but kind of knew the whole time, like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Um, was releasing music as DY, and around 2014, I realized, like, man, something's missing. I'm not as creatively fulfilled as I need to be, as I want to be. And I just took about a year and a half, 
just to hold myself in the studio. And I was just like, hey, I'm going to be me. Release music is David Morris. And I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to I'm going to talk about, you know, my roots and where I'm from. You know, I grew up in Charleston, West Virginia. So Morgantown was obviously a natural progression. And yeah, I just realized, hey, I need to get back to back to my roots and need to need to represent for for people who grew up in, in small towns and who who understand a place like Charleston and Morgantown. And the reception has just been amazing ever since. And uh, here I am on the Pat McAfee show holding it down. Hey, and by the way, Ooh. hysterical to think about as we are. You know, if if we if we were to venture back to us two <laughs> roaming around Morgantown, oh my God, and say, hey, listen, in 2021, all right, you're going to be just David Morse. You're just going to be fucking stupid ass Pat Mac. Still, you're going to be stupid ass Pat McAfee, <laughs> and you guys are going to get a chance to chat about the growth. I am so incredibly proud of you, dude. Yeah. Man, thank you, thank Woo. you, my brother. No thank problem. Hey, if, if somebody told you back then when you were just destroying the football, you know, through the goalposts, if somebody just said, hey, 2021 you're gonna just get paid a lot of money to just talk crazy shit with your friends on the internet about sports football wrestling whatever would you have believed them no no i would not it would have been awesome I'd be, hey fucking hey sure. hey let's do it but <laughs> i think do it. hey i think now and this is interesting because you're same age as i am but live from the heartland usa smashed on tiktok right tiktok is just a a whole different animal and you know twitter and the invention of and i'm gonna sound like a 90 year old man but the invention of being able to go live on your phone okay and being able to do something in public with everybody having a 4k camera now and back in the day it was just a a shitty camera or whatever but that wasn't like that back in the day but i think if it was everybody says obviously the parties aren't as the same or whatever i I think we would have had a pretty creative place in Morgantown, West Virginia, if we were able to make content through those college years. I mean, it would have been it would have been wild out there. It would have been much different. Um, I mean, listen, West Virginia University has had a reputation for for decades for being just one of the, if not the craziest party school, especially back in our day there. You know, there were couches burned in the streets. That still happens. They flipped a car over and set it on fire outside of my house on on, on Grant. I mean, Baghdad, it's dude. been wild, Damn. and I, I feel like we would have been at the forefront of utilizing whatever social media we could to let people know that West Virginia goes the hardest. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a different day and age, man. It's a, it's pretty wild um, to to think about how far we've all come. David, uh, you were rocking parties back then. And the parties that you just talked about, it's hard to, and I feel like an asshole because I get invited to, I used to at least, nowadays I don't drink that much anymore because, I mean, I took many years off my life in Morgantown and that is not like an exaggeration. I'm, I'm talking like every night it was there was penny pitchers on Wednesday, drink till you drowned on Thursday. I mean, just like everything was under five bucks. Come just get after it, whatever you got. And I did. And I got loans out to do it. I had a good time with that. And, whole thing. and you woke up and went to football practice <laughs> and, and worked out. every game. Yeah. And workouts. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how all, I, I, I tried to a couple times with uh, like you college kids, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go fucking puke. All right, I'm going to go work out with Mike Barwis, who's a madman, at 6.30 a.m. Let's have a good time. Let's run this back tonight, though. Let's figure out how we do that. You got it. It was such a good time. Um, but yeah. whenever, you, whenever you think back to that D.Y. guy you were rapping, right, doing what you were trying to yep. do, into becoming David Morse, did you do DMT? Did you do any of the sweet? Did you have any of those moments? Did you do any of those? I, I, you know what, man? I'm actually, I've, I'm, I'm not a crazy, I'm not a, a partier type of guy, man. It really just took some soul searching. I just realized, I was like, hey, 
I'm making music. Something's missing. Let me fall back. Let me just there's a see there's a difference, guys. Let me let me make it very clear for everybody out there. There's a difference between falling off and falling back. Right? Wow. Falling off, falling off. The people decide. Falling back, you decide. And so it was just a it was a very conscious effort to say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna take a year, year and a half. I'm not gonna release any music, and I'm just gonna go in the studio every day and almost train in a sense. I'm just gonna write songs, make music, and. There was actually a time where I was like, hey, I'm never going to rap again. I'm just going to sing, write songs. Uh, I was uninspired. And so I took the time off. I fell back and I said, hey, I'm ready to rebrand David Morris. I have stuff to say now. Um, and uh, it was it was a, it wasn't any it wasn't any there wasn't a crazy like epiphany one day. It was just kind of a gradual growth into it, you know, and I think that as as artists, as as uh, sports broadcasters as athletes whatever it is we all grow you know so pat mcafee the athlete is now pat mcafee the sports broadcaster the same person at heart but just see, a little more evolved see you're a, you're a deep ass thinker though mm -hmm. so that that's immediately because like a lot of your lyrics and you said live from the heartland took you a couple months so i assume yeah that was a real you know like you're diving in that mentally, but you're an incredibly yeah. deep thinker. I just assumed you're on all the drugs. I did. Just, just, yeah, just, yeah. Most musicians, right? Most people that are prophetic in most people that, you know, talk in, in beautiful fashion and make people go like, oh shit, or like do something like that. I think mean, history has told us normally there's a lot of, <clears throat> there's a lot of drugs being involved yeah. there oh, yeah. <clears throat> to tap into parts of there the is. brain that you couldn't go. For you, I guess the fall back was the entire mission. We're talking to David Morris. Hey, we need some songs, dude, over here. <clears throat> I, you know what, man? I was thinking the same thing, and I, uh, I, think, I think we need to make something happen, man. I think we need to start cooking up for, for Pat McAfee and, and the brand. Yes, there we go. Yes! See, that's why what? I wanted to have you on today. I wanted to, you know, I feel like people should know this. <laughs> David Morris is about to do no drugs, but he's about to go into a studio, and he's about to make us some songs, whether it's... Uh, by the way, can't thank you enough. We'll make this announcement. If I am, and we have to prepare for if I am, if I am live with the WWE whenever we go back to arenas, okay, so before you go live on Fox, commentators get announced in arena to go to the table, oh. right? So I'm going to need some sort of song. I have no idea what Michael Cole's coming out, but I'm going to need some sort of song. I think old David Morris is going to go put the cap on and get the pencil out and try to get to the notepad wow. and try to make something. Is that, are you going to try to do that? I'm going to try to do it. My goal is I want your entrance to be more iconic than everyone else in that arena that night. No, no, no. We can't do that. All right, not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't do that yet. Okay, that's not what we would at this moment. Okay, we'll add the lights to it has to have the okay, ability okay. to be, uh, you know, to evolve and to grow. Right now, we just because I think. And I'm commentator, right? Commentator. Who knows if I ever commentator? Get back. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, commentator. And I don't know how. But I know everything you do, you do big. Yeah, I know. No, no. Imagine, <laughs> imagine me. This going is the to... baddest man in broadcast, <laughs> yeah, gentlemen. Yeah. The baddest man in broadcast. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. But imagine me going to Vince McMahon and be like, "All right, this is what I'm thinking. All right, <laughs> this is the song. All right, I, I see that pyro you guys have. I'm gonna need a couple yeah, of this. A lot of flames. I'm gonna need a laser. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna need a laser. Listen to that beat too. Laser, laser. You hear mm -hmm. that? That's what I'm thinking. I think it would be beautiful. Fireworks. Get the I Fuck out of my fire. <laughs> uh, uh, I appreciate you, David Morris. Good luck with everything. Thank you, sir. you got a new song coming out? Uh, I have a so I just dropped a song called Beat Up Carhartt, and the music video is coming out, and uh, maybe I'll send it to you guys for a little sneak peek. Hold on, do you have Beat Up Carhartt here? I do, yeah, it's it's out. It's on uh, you know, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple. 
And uh, the music video is getting ready to drop in about a, a week and a half. Let's go. Hey, you got a lot of love songs in here. Are you okay? Everything all right? I mean, you're pissed off at a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of situations. <laughs> um, so if you, there's, there's a nice blend, man. We have songs like Small Town Queen, Who Hurt You, Does He Know About Us. Those are songs for ladies. We have songs like uh, uh, Wasteland Dreams, Last Goodbye, um, that are more of the, you know, the the heartbreak songs. We, we got it all, man. I try to, try to just let people... Um, pick and choose what vibe they're in. You yeah, know? you do every genre. You actually say that, oh, it's Wavy Davy, and you do a full, I do, you really do, because D.Y. was party rap, okay? It was like a uh, like party rap. It's it's a, gonna go like on. college rap, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, it was college rap. And then you got into that macchiato, and then you started flowing into, then I started seeing you do some country music, Ooh. then there was like some pop, then there was like, every, you really like, and then now your ver your music is basically everything all into one. It's really fucking cool. You've done great a job. You've done a great Thank job. Thank you, my brother. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, on to that point, David. What is the hardest song to make? Is the, are the love songs kind of tough, or is it more of like the party music that takes like a month, like you said, with Live from the Heartland? You know, with with some like Live from the Heartland, that it is like a party, a fun song. My goal is to try it and and still have a message, a concept, and 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 I'm saying something right. It's very easy. It's very easy to just make a song or just you know get in the studio and record. So the goal is always to try to make something that that is memorable, that's quotable. And so a song like Life from the Heartland took me a little longer because even though it was fun and upbeat and catchy, I wanted to make sure there were there were some lyrics in there that people could relate to. So I say a song like that when I'm when I'm actually rapping, when I go into rap, I want there to be no fillers. And uh, typically the rap stuff takes me just a little bit longer to lock down. Well, you write it down. Uh, always write it down. Yeah, I'm not one of those guys. Uh, it's too thought out. It needs to be, you know, anytime I come back to it, I'll start jotting down. And once I hit a block, I'll be like, all right, I'm going to shelve this for a day or two and I'll come back to it fresh. You need to get some of that Caruso weed whenever you want. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm on that Caruso, you know what I mean? Stanky yeah, Stanky Cali, bud. Um, yeah, man, he, uh, he, uh, he had a rough, rough night. Yeah, but a legend was born, even more so, I think. Yeah. You make bangers, man. Damn. You really do. Girl, you don't need no passport. Get your feet up off my dashboard. Let's go. Wearing a beat-up car, heart screaming R.I.P. I'm on track right now. Oh, man. Yes. You're so good. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm going to send you guys the video of that early to take a sneak peek at. I don't, I mean, we got idiots in here. They, yeah, they, you, they, you don't, I mean, that <laughs> is probably right. not, I mean, we'd like to see. All right, well, listen, then Pat, I will send you a private link. Okay, <laughs> smart. That's a smart move. Are you independent? Are you with a label? Were you ever with a label? How'd that go? Not independent, man. And what's great about it is now I have, I have a great team. I have a management team and I have a team of producers and, and videographers and stuff. And the goal is to, you know, I feel like the biggest asset for an artist is his or her independence and i you know i understand that's kind of how you guys operate over there you have great sponsors and great partners to work with but um that's really where it is now man and you know um maybe someday the label thing works out and comes along but i'm thinking long term i'm thinking generational i'm thinking i want to pass my music down you know someday when i have kids and and make sure that uh you know i'm able to just be free and creative man i'm kind of like you i i do what i want when i want and it's a beautiful thing and i I can't really have anyone telling me what to do right now. So 
um, independent, uh, at, at least for the moment. And it's, it's a beautiful thing having people like you support me. I couldn't even imagine. We're lucky to, dude. You you give us bangers to use in our videos. So we appreciate you. And you don't give us copyright Always. strikes and try to take down our business, which I appreciate <laughs> you. But in yours, like for me, if somebody tells me what to do and I respect them, I'm like, okay, I feel like this person has done something that they should be telling me what to do. I'm cool with it. But if it's somebody that I have no respect for and I've seen the decisions that this person has made and how it has worked out and who they thought was good for a long time and they're telling me to do something, which has happened through my broadcasting career, it is really hard not to just be like, hey, go fuck yourself. I do. <laughs> I actually do. But I have no idea how you would be able to do that in the music business. Like in the music business, that's the story of everything is they hold on to songs. They hold on right. records. They keep your albums. They only let you do whatever they, they want you to do. You make no money off it. You don't own it. It feels like, it feels like independence the right way to go, especially if you can make bangers. And I, that's you have proven you can do that, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. And the thing about it is now is the music industry is so um, it's changing, and it's so open for anyone to be able to every sell business, their music every music. business, every business is changing. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly, and it's a beautiful thing. So. Yeah, you know, like I said, I have a great team. I have a great management team, and I have a great uh, a team of just friends who I trust that are creatives. And so I kind of try to make it so that, you know, by the time the world hears a song, <clears throat> I've I, it's gone through a nice run of, of, of changes and of, of adjustments okay. to make sure that it's as best as it can be. You know, I just keep those, those people that I – opinions I value, I keep them very close to me. And then everybody else, like you said, it's just like a – yeah, I appreciate the feedback, and I, you kind of keep it moving. How you doing? Keep it moving, ladies yep. and gentlemen. Future Grammy winner, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, Whoa. David Morris. People go through many changes as we get older, isn't that right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that. Testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30, and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My Whoa. God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No, no. minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30. In the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where That's they can get you. It's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those yeah. problems where you're like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, which, can I ask a follow-up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but this is me versus you. Fuck you. That's how, I, that's how I view it. That's why friends at Roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production. I did not know this. They formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. You hear this, AJ? Roman's mm -hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function. They formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash USA. Their supplement contains vitamin D3, what? zinc, what? magnesium, what? maca, what? and 
ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good news. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. <laughs> Joining us now from an attic in Ohio, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hall. Yeah! Yeah! Okay. <laughs> Couple quick things, AJ. I want to let you know. These are maybe the most uncomfortable hats I've ever worn <laughs> in my entire life. What are? What is it? So it's this is a coastal Carolina Chanticleer hat. Okay, the oh, hair. Yeah. You see the hair. You can see AJ. I don't know if you can see. Can you see? Can you see the hair? Yeah, it looks good, man. It's long. Okay, so we're at a point now it where it's long. And when I go to SmackDown, they have a barber on site. Ooh, he is a great barber the too. best barber of all time maybe maybe so i get caught up in these times especially with pay-per-view the hair gets too long i can't do anything with it i don't know what to do because i got calyx all over the place hey i think i'm going with your hairstyle by the way i think i'm gonna start doing your hair your hair is curly though like my hair is dead straight i don't know if you could do it yeah but that's i think i'm gonna be able to grow i think i'm gonna grow something pretty i don't think i'll be able to do the tight don thing that you got there i don't think i want that i think i'm going with the uh i think i'm gonna use the bounce in my hair to do uh yeah one of those one of those big because i think if once if i start bouncing around on smackdown (laughs) with the headset holding down it in the middle and if it starts i think there is a couple good moments that could happen i think this is the only barber that could get me there so today i'm like all right gonna wear a new hat Found I forgot that I got sent this hat from the fall. Shout out to the Chanticleers, by the way. The roosters out there I ain't caulking around. The the but this hat is terrible. I mean, it is a bad hat, dude. It is a bad hat. But uh, our big heads probably not big hat folks, huh? AJ, you a big hat guy? Never, right? Uh, when I had long hair, I was just to keep it out of my eyes, basically, and I didn't want to mess with it. But I, every hat now, though, I, I like is. You know the uh, like the flex fit. It doesn't really matter the size, really. You get like large or extra large. Yeah, I, I, I do the Fanduel hat. What's that? That's a fifty nine fifty or something like uh, that. Forty seven, Brad. Is it? Is that what yeah. it is? Whatever the Fanduel hat is, it is so comfortable. That, yeah. But it's the only one that I like, so I just wear the same thing. Now look, look at this. Look at that thing. It's good. No, it's dig. It's taking my. It's hitting me. In, marks over there. It's all. It's a kill shot on my forehead Jeez. right now. It, is that like? A, is that for? For a youth? Is that like a youth small or something? No, dude, it's all the way out here. I mean, we can go, I guess, Hey, why didn't you tell one. me, too, in, that, uh, in your curl competition that you weren't doing bicep curls. You're doing hammer curls. That's a much different thing. Okay, and at the beginning of the video, did you hear me say, I don't want to hear fucking shit about the form. <laughs> yeah. it's not about, I'm not talking about the form. Your hammer curl form was great, but it, that's not a bicep curl. It's I, a number, I a curl and do my biceps, okay? I'm sorry I, I'm not at the, uh, I'm not reading the it's sign. It's a different exercise. The, it's a completely different exercise. Okay. You fooled us. You you, you fooled everybody. I see. I do apologize. I do apologize. I, I you know I do. I, I am sorry. Hammer curls. I, I thought you would. If you said hammer curls, I would have said he can do five hundred for sure. Okay. So of course. <laughs> yeah. so, All right. Oh, if you're not if you're not twisting your wrist and isolating that peak of that bicep, you can do oh, oh, yeah. isolating. Hey, I want to let you know you were the person I was talking to at the beginning of this video. Will you run the beginning of the video? I want to let. I want to let all the yous out there know that I addressed you at the beginning of the video. I no, knew this didn't. was coming. No, you didn't. Yes. Yes. I would yeah, never yeah, critique yeah. your form. 
I wouldn't critique your form if you said, hey, I'm going to be doing hammer curls here, guys. But you did. You <laughs> All right. fooled us and said you're please, doing bicep please curls. Please run the karate kid. I don't care how good the form is. You get it. This thing moves from this area to up in this area. That's one. That was to you, AJ. I should have just said, AJ Hawk and gang. That is to you <laughs> yeah. on the internet. You guys love that shit. You guys can't wait for that shit. Oh, oh look at that squat. Hey, I didn't flap back. What are you doing? That ain't like a good one. I know back in the day, a couple years ago, didn't Donald Trump Jr. posted him deadlifting and people were killing his form. Like, I would never sit there and kill his form because he said, hey, here's me deadlifting. If he would have said, here's me hang cleaning and he was deadlifting, I'd be like, well, then we're doing a different thing here. What are we talking about? Oh, that's what you're saying. I did. I, I told you I was. Uh, but did I? I said curls. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. said curls. And those are curls. Those are curls. Say yeah. what the name of the thing I did was. You did hammer curls. Okay, but oh, okay. I'm so sorry. Let's do that again. Let's do the first word, second word, just so I can hear you clear, because I think I may be misunderstanding something. What's the first word? You, you did hammer curls. Much okay. different. Is there a space in between those two, or is that one big combined word? Like, uh, uh, you can do it however you want, but there normally would be a space if you put it on paper. Okay. So that's two different words. So that would that'd be a descriptive word for what's that second one then there? Curls. Boom. Oh. Put the picture back up of what the contest was? Nope. Oh. Uh, the yesterday, the picture with yep. the the whole thing. It. I mean, if it, if you put parentheses hammer before curls, then yeah, it's, no, no, it's no, legit, no, but it's no, not no, legit. No, no, hold on, I don't know what I, I don't want you to take the guy's money. How many on TV curls or? did the stooge on the left here do? Huh. Oh. So what did you say I did about that clown? You did 139 hammer curls. Good job. Okay, so that's a that was the curl that I chose to do. Yep. Yeah. The fact that you assumed it was a different isolation one, that's on you and your crew. I addressed you guys at the beginning, mm -hmm. by the way, and in the wording of the It's team. not really a subjective thing. It's it's two different exercises. You know that. What are the two exercises? Hammer curls or just basic bicep curls? Wow. Okay, they're curls. It's your okay, what, your well, grip uh, and what you're doing with Listen, your hand you're adding and your wrist the whole time. You got a great like grip and forearm workout there. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't hit your biceps as much as you would like. <laughs> Workout dictator. See, hey, no, where did it no, no, no. Uh, now that is something that I would, that's something that's cool. I think if you guys were to say that, if your crew of people were to say something like that, it's like, oh, thank you, meatheads that work out every day for don't teaching. Don't put me in it. Don't. No. Yeah. Don't, don't, I don't, I don't need a label. Don't put me in. No, but you guys come in. You guys come, you guys come barging into people's comments. <laughs> Excuse me. I fucking do this every morning. All right. That is not good form. You need to tighten that up, tighten that up. You're going to blow your patella out and your back <laughs> at the same time. This is pathetic. No. Is that lifting? No. And then you guys leave. It's like, hey, hey, we need you in our society, okay? You mm -hmm. superhuman, wake up every morning, do these insane workouts and know the intricacies of every muscle and detail. We need you. Why can't you guys just do what your bio is saying? Like, hey, taking over the world, being the best <laughs> me. Why can't you guys come into the comments and be like, hey, listen, you turn that fucking hand a little bit, maybe tighten up that bicep, but those are good looking curls. Instead, you guys always have to do the look down upon us regular folk mm -mm. that don't want to waste entire, uh, entire lives in the gym. Like, why do you guys do that? Why, why are you guys so negative? Listen, first off, don't label me with anybody. Don't lump me in with, with a group of people. Well, you're the uh, face of you're it, dude. IG I don't have an influence. Yeah. Yeah. Hammer curl form was fine. You did some good hammer curls there. But what I'm saying, if you're doing a competition and I need to guess how many you're going to do, I need to be specific. You need to describe exactly what you're doing. You did not do that. You misled everybody. So These you should have asked then, AJ, if you weren't sure. Every time I ask a question, you go, oh, okay, Stu, you need more questions? <laughs> like, you guys freaked out when I asked the question.
Hey, do that. Hey, I heard you do the queen curls, one time. Pal. You know what a curl is, pal. Just shut up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm just saying, the 25K, I want the gentleman who, or lady, whoever got it, you need to keep that. The TVs, they need to keep it. But I just, for future competitions or things like this, you need to have that in mind. And we need to ask more, some more questions as an audience. Okay, here. How about today's? Have you heard today's? And have you got an official guess in today's? You put, you're putting something? Hashtag PMS 100K giveaway week day three now. We will give away uh, as of the week tallied together. 25000 today, $75,000 total after today. And two sets of over $1,000 golf clubs yeah. uh, to three people that pre- uh, accurately guess how many times it took me to putt from that spot to 45 feet dead straight ahead in between the rock and stone cold and the fan duel pillars down below there into an actual whole thing uh, that mm-hmm. you buy to put at the end of the hallway. How many do you think it was? And do you have any more brain busters? Any more <laughs> questions, Mr. Hawk? I mean, this one seems to be more straightforward. I guess the video tomorrow will will show if that plays out. But yeah, I, I would. I'm guessing upwards of 200 putts. Okay, All right. fair. Fair. I would normally get offended, but that's a tough putt. I've been there. That's a tough putt. <laughs> we uh, the floor doesn't help. Out there's either. a few of us that attempted this, and it was uh, there wasn't a lot of show prep. Okay, before, because we're potentially trying to accomplish yeah. the giveaway for the day. Because Hey, how early did you get in? When did you start? Hey, this was a, there's a lot of people that have a lot of faith in me, and I want to let them know I appreciate the fuck out of you. Love okay? you guys. The people that said, like, a very low number, you're the best. Okay? I, I. Unrealistic. I thrive. Up. No, listen, AJ. I thrive and, and do everything. I drink all these Celsius in this green tea uh-huh. and probably going to die because of the people that said Pat's going to do that in three putts. Okay, those be I fucking love you guys. All right, I couldn't do anything without you. But goddamn it, this particular time, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna let some people down. I mean, th- that putt may take Tiger 20 or 25 tries. I hey, by the way, while I was doing it, and I had numerous thoughts during it, <laughs> I I immediately went to myself and thought about the 20 million dollars, <laughs> and I thought to myself that there's no way there'd be 49 people in the champion store on one weekend that could make the putt that I was making before me. No chance. And that, is, yeah. that is literally what I thought. It's a tough putt. That looks flat. I thought our office was flat. Turns out it is not. Nope. We got a putt-putt miniature golf hole as a fucking basketball court out there. This thing was moving, AJ. It was unbelievable. So what, someone gets 25K if they, the first person to guess how many tries it took you? Yeah, 25K. And then the second and third people to guess? 212. Okay. Did you tweet it? Hashtag PMS 100K giveaway week day yeah. three. Shoot it out there for me, Billy. Whoever wants to do it. <laughs> Shoot it out. Hey, if Billy has your login, that's awesome. <laughs> hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. That's, that's a very, uh, that's a lot of power you hold if you have his goddamn login. Does Bill have your login? Is he tweeting for you? No, I, I believe I'm the only person that has my login. I was just hoping maybe he could figure Uh-oh. it out and do it for yeah. me. Yeah. I want to believe that. Huh? Yeah, we never know in this. All right, let's talk about some sports stuff. We just talked golf. First hour, we talked David Morris live from the heartland. I know you love him, so that's very – I'm kind of kind – of he bummed. play football with you? No, just party. Just He was at all the parties. Perform. Hey, play beer like pong what, with you. Yeah. What, what genre of Flip music talk. does he do? He, he's – 
He doesn't have a genre, dude. He's all genres. He's an amoeba. He's Wavy Davy. He's like water. You know, you know how Bruce Lee talked about being water? He's, he's gelatinous. Yeah, he's yeah. very gelatinous. He's kind of just bouncing through, like, you know, different genres. Like, oh, how are we doing? All right. I like this keep, one. We're going to go into this one now. You know what I mean? And the part, I, the part I caught, is he going to do, like, your intro music for WWE? I think so. We'll see. We will see. I, I think so. I think he's going to give it a go, at least. We chatted about yeah, that a little bit. balls in his court. Yeah, he's going to give it a go, I think. We'll see. He might not like it. I think he is a super uber creative person, so it might not. he might not find it, maybe, in there. I think that's kind of his thing, but maybe he crushes it. Yeah. Maybe he crushes and it. And those are kind of tougher, right? Because he's only making a minute, like a no, minute. No, no, it'll be. Or is he making a you full? You have to make yeah, a full, full track. Like, you have to make the beginning very. Like there's not a lot of big, yeah, but yeah. then you have to be able to carry it on too. I think he could do it. We had we had good discussion about what I thought it could do. You know, I got the utmost faith that Dave yes. will get it done. Well, and we have to own the rights completely mm-hmm. because when the WWE, if now this is if we get it figured out for how I go to live shows, which once again, Lamar Jackson and his mother Felicia Jones negotiating with the Baltimore Ravens. They are handling the deal publicly. Everybody's saying everything's going good because I think it probably is going good because it's a personal thing. I think that we are going to figure it out. Yeah. It, it does feel as if there's a lot of, you know, it feels like it's good old school. It feels like it's really good business going on. Going right. right. It yeah. feels like it does. It feels like there's been. I'm at a point now where I'm pretty comfortable too. I've been through a couple of these where I know what I'm allowed to potentially ask, as opposed to just offending somebody immediately upon saying something. So, which has happened in the past with a company before that I was talking to. So, I think there's. I feel like we're in a good spot. We're going to get it done. And if we do, I mean, I'm getting an intro in every arena. I oh, mean, yeah. that is. I mean, we got to. We, JR used to come out to uh, the Oklahoma um, song, the, the Boomer Sooner The song. Sooner fight song. Whatever, or whatever the fight song was, yeah. the whole thing would play. Um, Michael Cole, last time I think I seen Michael Cole, his music played. He came out, and at that time, their, their set was on the stage. So he just came out and waved and just walked over there, like head down almost. <laughs> I'm like, I got to walk all the way from up here, all the way down to there. And there's going to be people in here that are either going to boo the shit out of me, or people that are going to be like, what's up? I mean... It has to be a little bit of a banger. I wonder if they'll, I wonder if they'll kibosh it though. If it's no, like, I can't. It's part of the show. It's part of the show. Yeah, it's These part. people bought a ticket. Yes. You want me to walk? I mean, two hundred yards and just do nothing. What am I putting my head? No way. Especially if they're booing and shit. Hey, and give you're me a to... mic. Yeah, way. exactly. Give me a mic. So maybe Wavy Davy's just a quick song because I'm gonna be. Yeah, hold on. Cut the music. <laughs> yeah. They're not gonna let me do any of that. But yeah, we need a good song. Is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. That should be a good time. Well, I would assume WWE and. Triple H and Vince McMahon have to sign off on it, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm saying whenever I say probably none of that's going to happen. But we can think about it, you know, because there's there's a flow to a show that has to go, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that is that is kind of a Ooh. big part of it. And uh, you kind of, you know, so there's a, there's a way things have to go. And I very much understand that and respect that. But I am going to have to fucking walk in front of thousands. Hey! Thousands of people, so I would like something that I can maybe at least you know look alive to a little. Yeah, maybe you know, a couple microphones a around. Yeah, yeah, you just, know? <laughs> just a quick little. Hey, I fuck know. you! But I've never been. Listen to this. So I've never done any wrestling thing like since I like you know the whole thing. I did kickoff shows a few of. Them. I did like four or five of those, I guess. So those were in front of crowds. But since wrestling and me becoming an actual like person, it feels like in that world, I've never done it in front of crowds. NXT I watched last night has a crowd now, and I'm like, man, yeah. god damn, oh. like that would have been awesome. And then I go over to SmackDown, and it's like the Thunderdome, which is 
the most impressive thing I've ever seen in entertainment, by the way. It is, people talk about big sets, and there's people that get congratulated for big sets and stuff, and they're talked about and celebrated and all that. In the wrestling business, people get sick of things, obviously, so the luster kind of gets lost in a little bit. That Thunderdome is one of the best sets I've ever seen in my entire... That thing has to cost millions and millions and millions of dollars. Millions of dollars with how nice it is. But I haven't got a chance to really be in front of people, so like I am. They're going to hate me when I stand, but I am Fucking, I'm pumped for it, AJ. I'm excited to get out there. Let's do a show, you know? Yeah, I'm curious to see how it goes. Yeah, when you stand up and everything, you, you'll be blocking probably the, the first couple rows, right? Yeah, children probably, right? Here. Can they not? Sorry. Is there a chance that they just don't sell those seats? No, they're going to sell it. They've never seen the house. No, they're just going to have to watch it again at home. Yeah. Figure, <laughs> Sorry. Figure it out, kids. Yeah. Figure it yeah. out. No, I have wondered that. Like, can you, can you leave a spot empty? Right behind me. So it's one row. Because those seats are normally all, you know, they're put down like yonder here. The chairs. They're the chair seats. Because yeah. some at pay-per-views, you can take those home with you. Right? But at the regular shows, it's just the arenas or whatever. But those, Wait, you just snatch them if you're, if, you're, if you're in a folding chair, you can take it home? Yeah, if you're on like the floor at like um, where WrestleMania... SummerSlam, mm-hmm. I assume they'll have that. There's a couple other pay-per-views they have. You just take the chair. We have a couple chairs around here from yeah. WrestleMania yeah. and a couple other things. But those ones are arena-rented, I think, for SmackDown. I, I, they have to be able to just leave a space. I mean, if Boogs comes out, everyone's going to be standing on their yeah. chair anyways. You're right. You're right. Well, and that's the thing, too. If you can't see and you're standing up, stand on your goddamn chair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but then that... So back in the day, there used to be all those posters and everything. People used to go crazy. That was like a big part of Raw was like the posters like and what people were writing and saying. And then now that I go to a live event, that had to be terrible. That had to block what? Massive so many. Signs. That had to block everybody. Five, five rows back, probably. At home, I'm watching. Oh, that's a cool sign. And then the, everybody in the arena is like, fuck that sign. <laughs> yeah. That is a billboard right in front of what I just paid to come watch. So I saw how that kind of disappeared. You know, like that That kind of stopped happening. And, and I could see why, you know, after the whole thing. But the whole... Uh, the whole standing instead of sitting, like a lot of people sit and watch it as if it's like, you know, the, the standing thing is, I, I'm just, I'm always, a, I'm a stander if it's something, if something's going on, like, hey, let's go. Let's, what are we sitting the fuck around for? Yeah, let's, if you're a massive fan, it's like, hey, you watch yeah. this every week at home, you finally get to be back in the stadium, stand, hey, stand the fuck up. And I am booing the shit out of this. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I am letting somebody, oh, hey, you're dead, ah, loser. Like, I, that is the wrestling world in my eyes. Like, that hey, is, how would you feel that? How would you feel if you went to a baseball game and the people in front of you were standing the whole time and they they gave the same example to you, like how excited they were to be there and you should be excited too? Yeah, I know. And I, but I, I mean, nobody's I, watching every single baseball game at home on the couch. Yeah, I mean, but let's talk like the uh, Colts fans, for instance. Colts fans. <laughs> so there's some places you go where standing is the thing, right? Like standing is yeah. the protocol. There's some places that are, you know, like when you go there, it's going to be a day. Like I think Baltimore is pretty much. You know, like they're going to be in it. Like they're going to be loud. They're going to be standing. Pittsburgh, yeah, Seattle like is that. like Seattle's that. Seattle's well. like that. I think um, Gillette's pretty damn close. Yeah, I was about to say New England feels like it's like that. And it's cold too, by the way. I think when it's cold, people want to stand too. I think potentially it might get a little chill. I don't know. I might be wrong, but there's some places where you go and it feels like it is the culture is like, hey, 
These seats are seats, but they were just our pass in here, basically. Yeah. We are standing, we are yelling. We'll sit whenever there's halftime or something going on, but it feels like some places are like that. The Indianapolis Colts, they are not. It is so comfortable. The The seats are so nice, and so everything's such good. It's like a couple people almost got kicked out of stadium uh, for standing up <laughs> and blocking people's view, and I was almost like, man, I wish... See, I wish we had everybody doing yeah. that, but those seats are expensive and they are very fucking nice. So I think there's just two different environments. That says you'll be at a game, and depending on the game or the environment, like people will start standing up for third down or something, and you'll see a guy like, oh, come on, like, yeah, fine. And then they, and then the whole section stands. It's like, and like 50 50 percent, 50 50 on like who wants to be standing and who has to be standing. How good does it feel, the drunk person that started the stand though? You know, oh. like the one fan that was a bigger fan Come than on. everybody. The one fan that was turning around like AJ and the fitness people doing the comment section of anybody that does anything fitness related yep. that isn't a fitness person. They start looking around. They go, you, you, you stand. Are you fan? You don't like them. Come on. Oh. I've, seen, I've seen full yells. It's thrown down. <laughs> yeah. Like I've seen that out of fans and i appreciate the hell out of that passion but then in the fourth quarter and it's something big and he's up and everybody stands like his thought of like he probably feels like he is the yeah. he's the captain of the like stadium God, yeah, he has, there has dead. to be that feeling <laughs> yeah. from that person when that happens it's you know there's good moments i think madison square garden was maybe my favorite that came out of the quarantine i thought that was electrifying there. The the Islanders as well. That place yeah. was unbelievable. I watched that because they were bullying our goalie into absolute submission yeah. so much so they he forgot how to play hockey and ended our run. It's all right. Tampa's going to beat the shit out of the Islanders, but the Islanders had an amazing run in that whole thing. But last night in Arizona, did you see this? Did you see how this game ended? I saw how it ended. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole game. The place was packed. That place, mm -hmm. they were about about it out there. We saw videos out of, was it Ayton's? Yeah, it was. It was uh, DeAndre Ayton's yeah. car last week, I think, or two weeks ago, whenever they beat the Lakers, maybe yeah. two weeks ago. He said outside when they were pulling out of the arena, the fans were in the parking lot just blocking his way. They opened up like a, a small path and they were screaming and yelling. It was a full, like Buffalo Bills arriving back in Buffalo at... 3 a.m. or whatever yeah. in the snow moment. It was one of those things, and I was like, I, I remember hearing that the Suns had a massive fan base out there because back in the past with Charles Barkley and all that, but last night, it feels like that entire state is riding with them. Devin Booker without Chris Paul, I mean, it is Suns in four guys beating the shit out of people. They're beating up Clippers fans. Yep. I mean, they, they, it feels like Phoenix is maybe the place to watch a game right now in the NBA. That was a, It's electric over there, AJ. Well, they came out of nowhere, didn't they? Like, haven't they been pretty bad leading up to this? Yes. So they yeah, had a good performance at the bubble last year, and then it all kind of stemmed Devin from Devin Booker that. shot the lights out. Yeah. Then Chris Started Paul, dating yeah. a Kardashian yeah. because yeah. of the, the whole thing. And then Chris Paul gets moved to Oklahoma City, then to there right before he even plays, I think. Right? Uh, he signed with Phoenix in the offseason. Okay, yeah. so he goes to Phoenix or whatever, and he, it just feels like – once he beats COVID, if it's anything like John Rom or Diggs's COVID that they got, there's a bunch of strains, I guess. Hey, Delta is coming. You mentioned that yesterday. I did a little research. I guess that son of a bitch is oh, yeah. coming. Look out. Hey, I want to let you know, Delta, the, the, the smart people we had told me that I'm... We're ready. I'll stare you right down. Right here. Okay. To your point, though, AJ, DeAndre Ayton was the first overall pick in 2018, so they had to be pretty bad to get that. Well, let's talk about the first overall pick. That NBA lottery show was terrible last night. Oh, man. Did you see this thing? No, I saw that. Um, who was trending? Ben, uh, 
for the Pistons. Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace, ben Wallace, ben Wallace. looked awesome. He, obviously, everybody remembers Ben Wallace with the big ass fro. Mm-hmm. And him just being Debo on the court. I mean, it was – he was a, a favorite, I think, in almost every single city that he went to play in. Oh, yeah. um, he uh, was representing the Detroit Pistons, okay? He's sitting in their thing. Everybody had a representative, whether it was a GM or a fan or a famous person. And the way they did this show, AJ, they set up Nancy Leonard, okay? Wife and widow of uh, Slick – Leonard, who is the Pacer legend, boom baby, uh, just been around the Pacers. I think I think he was a GM, a coach. He was the uh, a color commentator for the Pacers here locally. He's been here like 50, 60 years, this guy. I, 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 that might be wrong. I don't know if it's that long, but for as long as I've been in Indiana, and I think long before me, this guy was like one of the closest associates in Indianapolis to the Pacers. So he passed away. It was a big deal. Obviously, rest in peace to Slick. But the his wife, was representing the Pacers in this draft, in this draft lottery show. And she's an, she's an older lady at this point of her life. She's, she's gone on and done a lot of great things. But they don't, the older generation, I don't think, fully understands and can catch on to what's going on as quickly, especially when you're involving Zoom, live, uh, live feeds, earpieces that are potentially behind as well if it's connected through either the phone or the Zoom or a Kodak, which is all three different things that Ugh. it could be connected into with different delays. So as they, this guy who had a lot of personality was picking the team's <laughs> lottery, uh, you know, the, 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 the whatever, you get it, the order, he was pulling up the name. It would say, like, Indiana Pacers, they win, uh, they get picked 14. This is early. I think it was only 16 or whatever. So it was very early, uh, 13 or 14. They pull the Pacers up. They put the card down. Guy says nothing. They cut to this this lovely lady who is like a, I would assume she's beloved in Indianapolis by everybody. She's looking at the TV that is live probably in the room. They have a Zoom call on her. And then there's an earpiece. She is caught in the middle of the most uncomfortable, awkward close-up I've ever seen. She's, oh, my God. And then she looks at the camera. And then they cut off back to big personality guy. He goes to the next team. Okay, he goes to the next team. Boom. That person all caught off guard, uncomfortable. Oh, even like a, a second and a half delay you see when they're on. Then they just roll. Swin Cash of the New Orleans Pelicans. She played the game. She has seen what was happening. She was comfortable, relaxed. She was the youngest, I think, that was being represented in there. She absolutely dominated. Hey, that's good for the Pelicans, by the way. Yeah, finally. They got somebody that can figure it out when everybody else can't. That's good news. Maybe they'll be able to build around Zion, keep his family happy, and maybe so we can watch him play basketball. Uh, That would be great if we got to see Zion play. Let's go ahead and figure that out, New Orleans. Hey, let's go ahead and do that down there, Pelicans. But it was a terrible show that ended with the uh, Detroit Pistons somehow ending up with the number one overall pick and obviously they're going to ruin that somehow because the Detroit sports fans understand that that's just how it goes but yeah basketball had a big night last night with that the alley-oop winner Devin Booker getting headbutted in the nose and the lottery shit show I mean there's NBA had a big night last night AJ well what network was this on this zoom show ESPN okay what you told me when we were talking about the ESPYs that hey shows aren't virtual anymore we're not doing that like award shows or things like this why didn't they put them all together this is different a lot of elderly people with the draft lottery that are associated with it. They didn't want to bring all those people hour. together. You don't want to bring everyone just for half an hour. Exactly. I disagree. Half hour show. Half hour prime time. Yeah, you do. I disagree. I mean, this is – I think they – 
AJ, to your point, while I was watching it, I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Why, why is Nancy Leonard getting set up like that? Like, uh, let's, let's, and why is this guy, he, the thing, he, he would hold up these, ne- it was just. Who, who was it? I don't know. I've never seen a when person. When it was live it was, in person, though, all they do is sit there. They don't talk. So them sitting on camera or sitting in person isn't much difference. Yeah. This show At least stinks. it's a to-do, though. You Plus, know, when it gets like down to thing. the last three, you, you get to see all three people on the same screen. You is know, this the Nancy lady pissed. right here? Yes. Jesus. That's a picture, by the way, probably from the Pacers. Okay, yeah. That's from the side, right? Cause I was camera... trying to find the actual footage, but I didn't know if that was her. Well, no. shout out to the internet, by the way, who's normally, you know, would take advantage of all. I think, I think the internet last night, including me, was like, oh, these people are bitten. They were <laughs> zoomed in on their faces like this, too. It was like this close. And they had no, there was like four or oh, five geez. of like, I was like, I'm like, what is this show? Because I saw NBA lottery show. I'm like, I'm going to watch this. All right, here we go. And I watched, I'm like, this this is the NBA lottery? I thought this was supposed to be a thing. And then I saw, the first person I saw was the Pacers. I'm like, we got pick 13. That's terrible. I know. And oh, this poor lady. That's a, That was literally, and then I just watched for the next, I guess, what, two, three minutes there. And as people were getting picked, well, that means that the Cavaliers are not in the top four. Then they weren't even involved. I'm like, well, how the fuck that happened? It was a wild. I get that that's supposed to probably be electrifying. You know, anybody has a chance? Maybe next year after post-COVID, COVID, COVID, we'll be able to get what that uh, electrifying moment I get. Plus, you know it's bad if the internet's not even commented on yeah. it and they feel bad about it. It's like, geez, <laughs> they're really doing these people dirty. And I don't think anybody was watching either. Nah. No. Yeah, luckily, yeah, luckily for them, there probably wasn't a whole lot of people tuned in. You're making me want to watch it. Now I wish I would have watched yeah. it. Yeah. Hearing you describe what happened. Okay, so I assume it's not – I mean – Literally, as soon as I turned it on, I saw a draft lottery show, and I've heard basketball stooges in the office talk about how cool a draft lottery is. It's I've like, watched it before. I know I've watched it when they're all in person. Like, There's nothing really to do, and it is, it's a very tough setup to make a decent show. I don't think I've ever watched I think I've only watched well, clips. I don't think I've ever watched the actual show, and I assume a lot of people just clip watch that thing. But it was a, I saw it on, and there was nothing else on, and I'm like, all right, what are we doing here? And I watch, and l- immediately the Pacers, and then that poor lady, and I'm like, ah. Oh. And I knew exactly what it was with a Zoom call delay. And they, I was like, can somebody give them these people a heads up that they're about to be on? It was like a boom, boom, pow, ping, boom, back to guy, over to somebody that doesn't know they're on TV, uh, uh, and then back the guy, and then uh, uh, and then back. It was just. It just, it was, a, I was very confused. I'm like, how did this become the idea? I think, they're a, think there's a good chance they're going to win a sports Emmy for that. <laughs> It'll probably be up for it. Um, let's talk about our show, potentially never winning one of those. Uh, Golden Tate, legendary wide receiver. He used to be a punt returner, by the way. I'm not sure if he's still punt returning. People know him from magical moments in Lions uniforms, Giants uniforms, uh, Seahawks uh, uniforms. Now he has given out a list of teams that he would love to play for. I'm not sure this is a team, a list of teams that he's talking to. Maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe this is a feeler. Who knows? I would love to go back home to Tennessee, Indy, uh, over with Carson Wentz. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, here we go. Obviously, the LA Rams would be fantastic to get back with Stafford. Uh, said free agent wide receiver Golden Tate who has his eye on a few teams he would play for in 2021 via Sirius XM NFL radio. Uh, this guy, he's... He always produces, doesn't he, when he yeah. plays? Mm-hmm. It feels like he always oh, yeah. produces. And, and there was a time where I think he was viewed superstar, and then something happened. I don't know what it was. He was still making plays, still doing that. Just kind of fell out of the conversation piece all there. I would love him with the Indianapolis Colts. We need another weapon. I think I would enjoy it. Did, did you ever cross paths with him? Have you ever met him? Seems like a cool dude. 
Great guy. Yeah, I actually played with him in Tahoe one year. He's he's awesome. And you talk about a competitor. The dude is not scared of contact. I remember watching him back when he played at Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, he's been making plays for a long time, but he, he's in a great spot where he can sit back and hang out and wait till the middle of camp or even week one, whenever, and, and see, hey, does a team that is a legit contender, do they need me? Like injury, something happens, you go plug yourself into a good team. Um He's a yak guy, right? Big mm-hmm. yak guy. Oh, yeah. Big yeah. yak Tough guy. Tough catch guy. Yeah, yeah, yards after catch. Big play guy. But uh-huh. the Colts make, kind of make the most sense there. Colts are Titans. The Rams don't because Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are both making $60 million each. And they got Deshaun Jackson this offseason. But at this point, right, Golden Tate's probably not taking that much. I don't know. Maybe he is. I'm not 100% sure. There's a lot of big-name free agents still. I don't know what those contracts are going to look like. I hope Golden gets paid. But it feels like this was a conversation that was just like Golden's, you know, going to go chase a – Let's go get a hey. Let's go get a Super Bowl. Here. Yeah, to Tony's point about the Rams, I don't think Jalen Ramsey and Golden Tate have a very good oh, yeah. relationship. Oh yeah, they fought each other on the field because of yeah, because of sisters. Yeah, yeah. So probably Colts. Hey, here we go, Indy. Hey, you know, yeah, let's go. Aren't you surprised he listed the Rams? Yeah, well, I, I would. Him and Stafford got to be tight. Yeah, I, I think him and uh, I think they have. I, uh, Some I'm not sure. Best years, I feel like, were with Stafford. Yeah, but I'm talking off the field, too. You oh, would, I would, yeah. you know, like the, uh, I, I don't know if they're tight or not. I, they feel like they are. I'm not, I don't know enough, but that whole grab, where was he at? Aspen? Whistler. Uh-huh. Whistler. Whistler. Yeah. Where he was standing on that table and he's wearing a loud, hilarious full snowsuit basically there's a party going on around him and he snags that beer out of the sky and then chugs it and then throws it i'm like all right that's a guy i'd like on my team yeah yeah. i'd like that guy on my team i think i i i had to punt to him a couple times i think he was a nightmare he uh never fair caught it obviously would try to kill people i think he did fair catch it but you get it it always felt like he was gonna try to take advantage of everything he legend of a guy i hope he comes to indianapolis that'd be great news be a huge compliment for T.Y. Hill, and yeah. probably also another guy who could help Paris Campbell. Out. Well, and how about Michael Pittman? I yeah, mean, of course. Well, Michael Pittman's in his own league yeah, right well, now. Well, not yet. Know? I mean, he's At going to. At least two touchdowns this year. You think? At I think least. so. I, if he – there was bursts where he looked like he was the fastest guy on the field and he was making great re- – I mean, it didn't produce a lot. Uh, six yards, uh-huh. okay, one touchdown last season. That's right. That's one of those things where it can only go up from here. He shoot. There was glimpses of greatness with him, and he's still got his number, by the way. So he's oh, just yeah. kind of getting yeah. comfortable in yeah. there. New quarterback comes in. They're getting on the same page. He got hurt. He's going to be good. But when you see some of these pairings that are going on for quarterbacks around the NFL, and we're in a very offensive-driven league, if you're a team that doesn't have one of those, you got to be a little bit worried, okay? you got to be a little bit worried. For instance, A.J. Green and DeAndre Hopkins have come out and started speaking about playing alongside of each other, and it is wild to think that those two are going to be on the same squad. I never played with a guy like D-Hop, says A.J. Green. The guy is unbelievable, man. He embraced me. We don't have egos. He's telling me, like, if you want to run a route and I'm at that position just let me know so you have a guy like that two guys like that in a room it's going to be unbelievable and feed off of each other and uh, he said that that offense he thinks is going to be unbelievable and obviously you have to say that if you're on a team or whatever but with the thought that Kyler Murray is coming into his third year that offense had just flashes of unbelievable. I mean, just yeah. moments that were, seems like the offense was damn near unstoppable. You had A.J. Green, who's been 
you know, kind of lost in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Okay, no offense to Cincinnati, great city. Hey, great city. No indoor practice facility for the NFL team that makes billions. Hey! Billions of dollars. So you could think that they're maybe behind in the competitive edge against all the other 31 other teams or whatever that do have that. But he's kind of got lost there. Turnover, coach turnover, quarterback turnover. He's an absolute stud whenever he's healthy. Can he stay healthy? Was he healthy and they weren't playing him and he wasn't playing because it was Cincinnati and they were so bad all the time? These are things we'll find out. James Connors over there. That team could be a team. Arizona could be a team. And by the way, when you talk about weapons, they're in the conversation, but there's a lot of teams at the top that have great weapons, and there's a lot of teams that don't. So I'd assume Golden Tate's a hot commodity right now. He should be. I would I would love to have Golden Tate on my team. He's like he's one of those guys like too, he's not scared to crack block dudes. Like he's walking downfield. I'm not saying cheap shots, but that dude plays through the whistle. Yeah, I respect him, man. I love what he does. But going back to AJ Green and, and Hopkins, that's pretty rare for Hopkins a guy like that to come up to AJ Green. Hey, if there's a route you want to run and you know, on the X and you want to be the Z, hey, you could take it. That doesn't happen. Yeah, that cuz especially if you're nuke, right? Because if it's a route that AJ wants for that play, whatever the reason is, and maybe it's the second, you're the second option at that route instead of maybe the third if you want to move in one or if you become the first option with that route on a play. Nuke, by the way, has probably wanted those routes as well and gotten those routes everywhere he's ever been hey okay here's the play here's option one who are we gonna put there oh we're gonna put DeAndre Hopkins okay cool and now AJ Green in that like that relationship is gonna be very vital to their success can they get along and we all know like D-Hop is hysterical he he I mean he is a savage he is very confident as he should be. He crushes as he does. And then he'll talk shit to people too and bury them. It's just that hard knocks scene with him and Dante uh, uh, Dante Hall, where Dante was just, I think Dante was trying to be as nice, like, hey, listen, if you do this, I won't be able to do this. And he's like, get the fuck off. (laughs) Hey, you and me are the same, he said. You, You and me are on the same. And then you know, like the next rep or something, Dante blew out his ankle or his knee yeah. on a route that, like, that is something that has to be remembered. And almost every wide receiver has that mindset because there's only so many balls to go around. There's only so many positions, so much money to be had in the NFL. So whenever people hear a wide receiver is demanding the ball or whatever, it's like, yeah, because their livelihood depends upon it. And in their eyes, they are open. So that's kind of, I don't want to say it's every wide receiver, but a lot of wide receivers have that trait like, hey, we got to get me the ball for a lot of reasons. We'll be better. It's a deep threat. It's a move, whatever it is. So for them to be on that type of same page and synergy, it feels like just trying to win at all costs. And they got Kyler that can make every throw. That makes them a fucking weapon. But, I mean, the, the, the Chiefs have the same damn thing. Mm-hmm. The Bucks have the same damn thing. And there are other teams that just don't, you know. And I feel like that is going to be the ultimate equalizer. Who's got the weapons when an injury comes that they can still feed? that they can still go, uh, and who doesn't? I think that's going to be the game. Until it becomes defensive battles again, I think you got to have offense in bundles. you got to have a ton of depth, too. But going to with A.J. Green, I played with him for a year in Cincinnati. He's he's rare for a receiver to where he's a, not a loud guy, definitely not making any issues, not going to have any problem, but ultra competitive in the game and loves making plays. But I was super impressed. He even said, like, there's no egos between he and Hopkins. Like, I believe it because I've – been around A.J. Green long enough. That dude is 
I don't know. He how he runs, how he moves is so smooth. I hope he's healthy and feeling good because it it will be fun to watch those two together. What was it? He, yeah, and by the way, the reason why having more than one superstar wide receiver, and I hope why a lot of wide receivers are starting to very much understand this, and it might be a, a change in the game, knowing that there's gonna be a lot of passes, but also when people can't slide coverage towards you and you're a superstar. Like, that is such a gift to everybody on your team. Whenever they can't just have, whether it's a corner, inside or outside backer, and a safety potentially with eyes on you, like T.Y. has seen in coverage before with the Colts, and I assume A.J. Green got that as well in Cincinnati whenever he was the only weapon there for some time. And I... DeAndre Hopkins probably gets that on a regular basis. By the way, Travis Kelsey would get that. Tyreek Hill would get that. Mike Evans would get that. Chris Godwin would get that. Gronk would get that. That is a game changer. That's a fucking, that's a complete game changer for Cliff Kingsbury, too, calling the offense where he can maybe get a little bit more creative with a little bit more openness, you know? Well, think think of those guys that you mentioned. The quarterback and those receivers know, hey, if I get one-on-one coverage, he's coming to me. Quarterback's like, hey, if it's one-on-one, if they're not helping, they don't have guys, they don't have a guy inside taking away the slant and somebody over the top, hey, get ready because it's coming. Do you remember that play where Kyler Murray looked out, saw one-on-one with DeAndre Hopkins, and as he was getting the snap, he was smiling. You remember? They, they, yep. It zoomed in. It was really – he saw that he was getting one-on-one coverage, and he was like, thank God. That's potentially going to be every play because A.J. Green's there. Now James Conner, Chase Edmonds, obviously. James Conner brings a lot to that backfield. He does. They got – they got weapons over there. Ain't that right, Diggs? Two yards in a cloud of dust. Oh, oh, this guy. Tony. Don't listen to Tony. that guy. He is a jaded Steelers fan for whatever reason nobody knows. But I like that AJ and uh, DeAndre are on the same page. And I like the fact that it feels like the game is becoming one of those ones where, like, hey, we're going to be moving the ball a lot. Let's go ahead and stack in the positions that we need guys are i think guys are realizing that happiness in life and winning is maybe better than just getting the ultimate payday every single time feels like that's a potential shift their guys are going to get paid but i think guys are also going to look at it like okay it looks like tampa's probably going to go at least to the championship the next couple years i could take a little bit of a haircut to go down there and enjoy life and there's no no taxes and then after that i can make money or maybe even off the field because we're going to win so much like i can make money there too might be a change in the game we're seeing right in front of our eyes aj you think well i think it also goes to all the high level quarterback play i know you're up against the break but i think there's a very very high level quarterback play throughout the league right i agree there's people that can make throws and there's offensive minds that are getting creative and there's defenses still trying to catch up so you got to take advantage in a strike quarterbacks are throwing for nine thousand yards a year too like there's so many balls to go around and you got to strike while the iron is hot, too, because who knows when football is going to change. When is a defensive coordinator going to figure out how? Like, you know what I mean? It, there might be glimpses of, like, how to stop this modern offense, but somebody's going to figure out some cloud coverage that is going to have some sort of Isaiah Simmons and, and that like a body like that, an athlete like that at different pres- Somebody's going to figure it out, and it's going to change the game again. And then when you do that, it's like, okay, how do we take advantage of this? Mm-hmm. It's just, that's the game, I think. And right now, if you have weapons in a quarterback that can make plays and throw, you're going to win. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady can make every throw, and they got 10 weapons down there. And they got Bruce Arians and... Um, uh, Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich, big ass brain down there, and 
Coach A.Q. Shipley on yep. staff. Yeah, they got a hell of a defense. Clyde Christensen coaching, and the defense is good. you got to catch up to that, I think. <laughs> yep. All right, we got to take a break. We're back in four minutes. Hour two hasn't been a complete waste, but I hope you've entered <laughs> into how many putts I tried this morning to make one. It is the number one trend on Twitter at the moment. Let's go! Sweden, Poland, we told you soccer stunk, but the thing about it is... Fifteen and a half thousand tweets. We can't thank you enough. Let's continue to rock. We can't wait to give it away. We don't do it to trend. We actually do it because it's the easiest way to give away shit. But when you trend and everybody sees it, it's pretty fucking dope. So we, we can't act as if that isn't cool. Thank you all so much. Hey, this show is maybe the worst we've ever done. And by that, I mean me. Uh, this is 100% my fault. Got vacation on the brain. Also, focus so much on the giveaway. Yes. You know, and there's really, it's, it's been tough. So I do apologize for those that are watching and listening today. But I want to let you know, this next 53 minutes on SiriusXM, oh, yeah. and then probably hour and something at YouTube.com forward slash The Pat McAfee Show is about to be the best sports show in the history of sports shows. I'm changing. All right, how are we doing it? Somehow. Yeah, how though? Who, 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 we, any ideas? Yeah, or? AJ said he had massive news oh, yeah, to yeah, break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not the impale one. We said we won't talk about any of that. Big sports news that AJ Hawk wanted to talk about. Let's dive into it, AJ. We'll let you lead off here. This is going to be the greatest hour of sports. AJ, you're up first here on this Wednesday, June 23rd. Oh, okay. What do you? What did you say we needed to talk about here? Why, so why do you get upset with me when you throw it to me a lot of times with like 10 seconds before a hard out, and then you get mad at the content in which I present to you? And now you're going to do this again, and whenever I bring up, we, I know you're going to have an issue with it. So, like, my big issue here is every time I send it over to you, I'm like, all right, here we go. AJ's going to say in the third hour, we're going to break down, insert something here that only AJ Hawk was a Super Bowl champion. Yep. Wow. A college football national champion, wow. a man who was in the Kentucky Derby photos alongside the story in sports right now. What? Uh, maybe a breakdown of, of, of former teammates like AJ Green coming out and talking about yeah. something like what? that. Like every time I think, you know what, I'm gonna send it on over there. Here we go. And I, every, you know what, I'm doing it. For, it's selfish because I'm doing it for me. Because I, I, I hope that you're gonna say something that is really gonna be something for us to talk about on the yeah. other side. And for me, I'm like, oh, that's exciting. Like that. So I'm trying to, so it's really selfish for me. I'll stop doing that. I apologize. But when I do send it over, I never expect every single time, and this is like Joe Thomas who thought the Cleveland Browns team was going to win every single year, and they didn't, obviously, for his entire career. He bought it. Every time I send it over, I think that something like that's coming. Instead, it seems like every time you want to talk about a guy get his goddamn throat slashed. What's that? Down there in Memphis getting impaled? What? Like, I did not expect that, so it's no, always like You didn't oh. let me tie it together. You didn't let let me bring it together. The reason I mentioned that as a tease going into the third hour, this event, I guess, was down in Tennessee, got out of control. Some violence <laughs> happened. I'm hoping we know this is that like six week break where a lot of NFL players get arrested yeah. because you give them some time off. They get in trouble. I'm just hoping that we didn't have any NFL players down there that got in trouble uh, or got hurt. Was this in Memphis? No, it was in Kentucky. Okay, geez. Because when you said down there in Tennessee, and yeah. I was like, oh, my God, if this was in Memphis, like the guy told Ty a year and a half oh, yeah, ago, you like you go down and you'll get your throat slashed. That is crazy if that would have happened. It's in Kentucky, obviously still just as terrible this whole thing but I, let's hope no NFL players were a part of that. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's hope. I mean, an NFL guy was shot four times just two days ago. This nice. is a time where not everything is scripted, not everything is planned, not everything is scheduled. And by the way, he got 
He went to visit a family member, was just sitting in a car and something happened. That, that's the type of thing that can happen uh, in this world. Don't want it to. You're right. And then, uh, obviously, the Uzi, Uzi thing and, and everything else, the, the free time is a tough time. I mean, that's hey, why— what's I, the league gonna, What is the league going to do for real with Frank Clark? And have, like, no we idea. know Goodell is not messing it's around a lot of times when it comes probably. to suspensions or whatever he's going to—his punishment. Uh, COVID Cowboys said maybe a gun safety course. and he's maybe they'll have it. He might as well have him be yeah. safe. If he's not— and if, Right. Who knows if he has a license or whatever, and can you even have a license in California? I don't know what the open carry law is. I don't. I assume it's tight. I, I, I don't. I don't know what the rules are for this entire thing, especially with Uzis involved. I have no idea yeah. what the rules are for those. But I think I don't know. Roger Goodell seems to have been, as of late, you know, trying to listen to the players a little bit more. Now, the NFLPA and the NFL are always going to battle. Okay, the NFL and the NFLPA are always going to battle. But it feels like, doesn't it, that Roger Goodell is maybe, I don't want to say, he's, you know, maybe opened up a little bit more to the players. He, he may, as soon as the video uh, a request was made by Patrick Mahomes, uh, I think Alvin Kamara was in there, whenever the world was fighting everybody. Uh, a lot of the players asked Roger Goodell to make a statement about everything. And he, by the way, the next day, it was it was the next day he did. Now, I don't know if people have said that he's held up to it, but it feels like he has potentially come around a little bit. So maybe he'll actually show, uh, not actually, but you get it, handle it in a situation like, hey, why? Just can you explain to me why first? you feel like you need to have a fucking Uzi on you at all times? Like, can we talk about that? Let's have a little bit more, as opposed to just can't have them in the league. By the way, can't have somebody riding around with an open Uzi in the back of their car representing the NFL. That's just not good business, obviously. That's not what the NFL is about. That's not what the NFL wants to be about. But reality is, there are some people that are potentially in some situations that they could have never choose maybe it's a family member maybe it's a a neighborhood they came from where something happened or maybe there's an extortion attempt happening who knows there's a chance that bad people are out there i think that should be asked and then obviously you can't put that type of thing out and have the nfl be behind you so there's gonna have to be a punishment and thing but i hope we actually learn what the fuck's going on you know because that seems a little bit sketchy yeah well after the uh I don't know if you were in the league yet, but when the rules changed and you couldn't anyone, if you had like a gun in your car and you were on like oh, yeah. the team premises, you got in giant trouble. I don't know what the, what was the punishment, but I know that was like a big deal. That became a, a massive deal. I think there was a time there where drunk driving was a big deal. There was, it was after uh was it, who was it? Gilbert arenas brought the guns in and was pointing at guys in the locker room. Yeah. yeah for that? the gambling debt or whatever. That was with the Washington wizards, right? Mm -hmm. I wonder, okay. I think it's probably Boo-Ray. If I had a big old bet, too. Yeah, that's a big pot, I assume. I, I think <laughs> that was I think that was a big pot. Which, you know, you have heard stories about gambling debts potentially having to be threatened to be paid uh, out of people. But when it hits a, a professional locker room, obviously a lot of people go, wait, is that happening in our locker room? And I think the NFL was told by some people, like, hey, there, there is some gambling that happens in the locker room. And although that happened in the NBA, I assume that's what happened. Because you're right, there was a full... There was a, they've... Hey, remember the full, you had to go sit through some like three hour stuff. You remember those days? Like, there was league wide mandatory things like, all right, here we go. You gotta sit. And we gotta learn, obviously, because at this point, some of you don't understand that you can't be terrible humans. Okay, so here's, here's a three hour mandatory. Every person in the building is gonna go through this demonstration. That's happened a few times now. And it's like, I, I think the NFL, once 
for business purposes probably, and they'll say that they also, because they care about every player and everything like that, but mostly business purposes, they don't like this type of shit happening. And this time, by the way, is when a lot of it does happen. To your point, AJ, so bringing it all back to Kentucky, I'm not sure, and I hope no NFL player is involved with a throat slashing <laughs> and, an, and an impalement at a family gathering in Kentucky, but who knows what the fuck is going to happen in the next couple of weeks, I guess. With the gun thing, I remember it changing because if your car was in the parking lot, like the team parking lot, it didn't matter if it was out, whatever. If someone walked by and saw it and snitched on you, you'd get in trouble. I, you know, in Green Bay, you drive to practice. So Who I remember one that? time getting in a guy's car and he had a rifle in the back. He's like, oh, he's like, I forgot I had that in there. I went hunting yesterday. It was like it was on a Wednesday. I think he hunted on Tuesday. And so he had to make sure he got that thing under the seat. And I was like, you really think you'd get in trouble, man, if like one of the guys, he's like, if they told somebody in the league found out, yeah, I'd get in huge trouble. Well, you know, the rifle in the back for hunting, I think that is what? That's the main argument that is going on in full gun control, I think, right now, right? I use, these, I use the Zuzi for oh, hunting yeah, deer. That's what like do you the mean? Full, that's the full <laughs> argument in the big world. Because since the Uzi did happen in the NFL, obviously now gun conversation has made its way into my timeline. And I'm always fascinated by it because I stay out of all this shit. I just kind of let the people that are all fully focused on that you know, get done yelling at each other and figure it out or whatever. Why? But, they're not, they're not very, like both sides, n neither side is very passionate about how they believe. No, oh, yeah, that's, that's why I don't fuck around in that <laughs> world. Get, yeah, jump on in there, man. That'll be fun. <laughs> no, I yeah. did not get into that. That is not my world, man. I, I'm like a, hey, what do you think, Gump? What's it like in Canada, Gump? We don't have, there's no uh, guns allowed at all, AJ. Can't carry Nothing. one. Nope. How about uh, like Mounties? China. Mounties, yeah. They can have guns. Oh, yeah. Mounties are ready. All Because there's a couple countries that I don't even think the cops. No. China, I believe China and Japan, England. No, Remember they, England? They didn't. They weren't even carrying guns. I think it's wild. That whole gun thing. There's no way that people thought in the right to bear arms decision that it would get to the world that it is now with the conversations. I mean, there is so much passion, and it feels like they have made zero ground either way. Nope. I feel like both sides have made zero ground, and I don't think it's ever going to happen. And I'm only saying this because I only get to tap into this world every once in a while when it makes its way into the sports, and I just kind of go do like a little temperature check, like, oh, what's going on? Oh, shit, still the same Good shit you guys have been doing. That's God, that's been like, what, 10 years? <laughs> yeah. When was the last time I, geez. It feels like that is the... Hey, for Gump, though, I, yeah. I'm, I'm curious with Gump, where he's from in Canada, I know it's giant, like, are, what are their views? Do you think Americans are crazy and that nobody should have guns? Like, what is it like up there? Do they think Americans are just, it's the Wild West? It's the same thing. It's both sides. You know what I mean? Is right? it Inuit hunting bow and arrow? Like, how do they, is it everything bow and arrow hunting up there? Like, how do you, there's no hunting in Canada? There is hunting, but I don't know how it works. Like, if you have a license and a gun, it's just not like you can't carry a gun. You know okay, I mean? so you can't own a gun. Yeah, it's not gun you can have a license oh, and okay. a gun, okay, but yeah, you can't. Okay, yeah, yeah, that, that's not what we, that's yeah. not what I, I, I think AJ and I heard something different there, right? You you thought. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like nothing. Nobody can own a gun. There's great, great elk and moose hunting. Yeah. Right. Caribou. Well, that's what I'm saying. On. I feel like I've seen the dead something in Canada yeah. at some point. I'm like, did they, did they stab that thing with a knife like <laughs> it was Kentucky at that family party? That's unbelievable. Didn't you have a teammate who, when all this was going on, who like got rid of their guns or tossed them in a river or something? No, that was at the Rookie <laughs> Symposium. Rookie <laughs> Symposium. Oh. We got a full <laughs> speech from a former player who was, he was giving a speech to the guys who probably, you know, could understand where he was coming from. And he was talking about how 
the gun that this former player gave a full speech. By the way, I still remember it to this day. So it was worked. a pretty, you know, he said that when he had his gun, when he was in the NFL, with the money that he was paid, he automatically always thought everybody was trying to get him. So he, the gun made him much more anxious than he ever thought it would make him growing up where he grew up, where guns were a common thing. And he said he freed himself one day mentally from the gun when he threw it into a river or whatever. And he, he said that's what he thinks everybody should do in the room. And there was about 50 hands that went up because everybody had to out hood everybody else. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So one guy had to say, one guy raised his hand on the, the far right side of the room. He was like, yeah, you ain't minding your P's and Q's though, dog. Like something like that. And then, uh, you know, there was like an echo on the other side. Like, yeah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> there was, it became like a fool. And I was I was so pumped. I mean, why do you have to throw it in a river? Can you sell it to somebody? I have no idea, dude. The, the delivery was... <laughs> what did he do? That makes me wonder what he did with that gun before he threw it in the river. Well, obviously, that was my first thought as well. It's like, oh, clever, convenient. Throw it in a river. Yeah, huh? people that throw guns in rivers, it's usually after they shoot somebody. <laughs> That's what I thought. And I think, by the way, a lot of people in the room were like, oh, did you? That Good move. Yeah. yeah it was. It caused quite I was too a... Anxious, way too anxious. I didn't just kill somebody. I'm just too anxious. It caused quite a conversation in the room, man. It caused quite a conversation. I, I got in a couple of cars uh, that were fully ready for anything. There was, uh, there was one yeah. time we were driving, and one of my favorite teammates of all time, we were driving to a place, and uh, he had picked me up, obviously, and he was like, hey, you want to, yep, all right, here we go, so we go, and uh, I was the only white dude in about uh, probably five, six miles or whatever, it was awesome, and we showed up in a car that was out of a movie, I mean, it was fucking awesome, so then as we're pulling out, we stay at the place, had a blast, by the way. Everybody's always so cool. It was so much fun. Then we're leaving on the way out, and uh, he, he had uh, Ooh, uh -huh. he had you know uh, he hydraulics. had some hydraulics on there, and that we went up, and I was like, oh shit, I did not know that at the time, and that dislodged something on his side uh, of the ah. car. Okay, so a a. <laughs> A gun happened to pop out into view whenever I was like, oh, shit. And I looked over. I was like, hey, I think you I think you lost something. And uh, he, he looked down and he said, hey, you got one, too. That's what he said. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, my God. And I looked under the seat. I was like, Jesus, where did I just go? What, what, where? He's uh, always, hey, not just when you hear bad. I mean, definitely more because you hear. But this is every day, man. This is just how I was basically. He was like, this is just how it goes almost. And it's those type of, uh, types of moments. That I was, you know, I'm such a stupid idiot and everybody's just like, I think, kind of fascinated by it. Like, hey, you want to come do this? And I just say yes to a lot of things and I get along with most people. I think that I got a chance to see some shit, which immediately makes me think whenever the Frank Clark thing happens, like, all right, why does he think he needs a new? That's my first thought. That My first thought is what? Now, by the way, Frank might be running some shit, too. We have no idea. Frank might be, you know, Frank might be moving. We have, yeah. That has happened in the NFL before. But my first thought is like, why does this guy feel like he has to have an Uzi on him? That should be a conversation first as well so we can maybe find that out. And there might be no answer to that. And there might be no way to figure that out, too. You never know. But those types of situations are fucking wild. But you're right. I do remember when it was, a, hey, no more guns allowed on property. It's like a lot of guys were like, yeah, all right, I got to change my car, I guess, because there's full compartments <laughs> in this thing. The there's full compartments in this thing for that. It was, it was a fun time to be alive, you know, and I'm just a fucking idiot just bebopping through it. But, you know, that's the type of thing you, you hope that everybody could experience and see. So then you can maybe be a little bit more you know, understanding of why some shit happens. Well, it used to be, I mean, it used to be 
much more wild than it, it is now or it was back in the back 10 years ago i'd say i mean i had coaches tell me like big stars that they played with like oh yeah man we got all liquored up we were driving home we were racing i hung out the window i was shooting at signs in front of them like they're shooting guns like in the at not at cars but around cars i guess i'm like oh how'd that end up like, i don't know went home went to bed <laughs> there is you know because you got to think the humans that make it into the NFL have something different about them that has got them there. And there, a, lot of, a lot of guys are coming from the same potential neighborhoods and places that are creating these gangster rappers that people are hearing about their lives. It's like, hey, the, the guy that is potentially sacking a quarterback right now came up in the same exact area. Now, sports probably diverted them away from some of it and hopefully all of it you would hope that sports were able to be an opportunity of hope or whatever but it's like there are some things that they grew up in a different world than a lot of other people it's just like there is you know just kind of levels to this whole thing which i think is what the whole process of like they're a huge target too though their whole salary everything that they make is public knowledge so they become a huge target like the second they get drafted really and by the way this is just like you know and this is this is a real thing. It's if you if you aren't representing for where you come from, then you're also a bad guy. Like you're a you're considered a bad guy. Like, yeah, you are. You and obviously I can't say what is said, but the the that like the way that it's a tough it is a tough thing to go from that type of environment to millions of dollars and trying to you know I don't want to say balance it, but do it right. I can't believe there isn't more guys that completely fuck it up. It feels like there's good, but when these moments pop up, it's a, it's an immediate reminder. Like, hey, there's a chance that there's a different life going on right now. Well, that's why it's so cool. And like Robert Mathis comes in here and he talks about being in high school classes with Gucci Mane, and it's like how <laughs> you know two people who you know of, but coming from the same place, you'd have no idea. Yeah, why? it's it's cool shit, man. Now, by the way, I think because of those types of relationships, I did see, I did get. Um, uh, what were those uh, old school music things that people used mixtapes? We used to get mixtapes earlier than everybody else in our locker rooms, which was Ooh. awesome. I we had a kid from Atlanta in our uh, in our college locker room, West Virginia. He got us Jeezy's mixtape before he went uh, big time. I have known Jeezy before he he became a mainstream. <laughs> yeah. And Jeezy and I have gotten through plenty of workout together where I was puking all over <laughs> the place. And Jeezy talked me back into life because of those relationships, though. I don't know if that guy made the NFL. Probably not. Who knows what he did with his West Virginia University diploma? I assume he's doing something awesome. But yeah, it's that type of shit that is why the football locker room is so good, though. You know, yeah. and it's what we talk about. And that's why I think the Carl Nassib. Um, announcement and everything is good because I think the locker room overall generally pretty welcoming, pretty open. The best conversation that Carl's probably going to have, which we won't be able to record, they won't record, but the questions that will be asked in the conversation between Carl and some of his teammates are going to be amazing. I mean, it's going to be absolutely amazing, and I think this is ultimately a good thing, but I think the football locker room is almost like built for this type of thing, and maybe even evolving even more, you know? I I think it's ready for it. I'll be curious to hear, I mean, I don't know if Carl would pay attention or whatever to see how he feels or he was treated before this announcement and after moving forward in the locker room, on the field against opposing teams, like what the experience is like. I would imagine he gets a lot of support from everybody. He already has publicly, but I'm sure guys are going to reach out when they play him and, and, and want to 
you know, talk to them and, and tell them how they feel. That'd be such a cool convo to have. Like, hey, man, I'm so pumped for you. Yeah. But what, like, whenever we were above, what were you, you were, like, how, how do you be, how do you have something like, like that inside that you're scared to tell everybody while still able to be a human enough and a great enough football player? It's like, that is a very interesting brain thing. It's, I'm pumped for him. Pumped for the Raiders. Hopefully they win. Hey, listen, we talked about the, um, the uh, Arizona Cardinals in the first hour, and uh, I wanted to chat about the the odds on who's going to win the uh-huh. division and everything like mm-hmm. that. We made a graphic. Dirty Gertie made a graphic for this drawn to the game. I'm very intrigued on what some future bets are that we can get. And when you talk about the NFC West, right now the Niners, right? They are the favorites to win that, I think. Is that plus 185 or 195? 85. So they're plus 185. The Rams are plus 195. The Seahawks plus 270. The Cardinals plus 600 to win that. I think that's, you know, put some money on there. Why uh-huh. not? Who knows what's going to happen with the Seahawks and Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Hey, listen, they're still friends. Schneider popped his face into that whole thing. They weren't able to win enough last year. Will they be able to win enough this year after going through some shit in the offseason, allegedly? We will find out. The Rams, though, that team with that defense, uh, they got a new coordinator. They lose Staley, which is a big deal, by the way. Losing that guy, I think a lot of people are saying, is a massive deal. They got great players, but I think Staley was a great defensive coordinator before Wade Phillips. I think they'll find another one, of course. But on the offensive side, they're built as well. I like the Rams at plus 195, even though the Niners, I think, have the most full roster. What are your thoughts on that division, AJ, and who are we betting on? I mean, if it's plus 600 for the Cardinals just to win the NFC West, yeah, why wouldn't you yes. put some money on that? Like, you, we, we just talked about earlier the weapons they have. If Kyler can stay healthy, if J.J. Watt can stay healthy, Chandler Jones, is he going to report to camp? Do we know that yet? Isabella as well. I, and the Chandler Jones, didn't Ian Rappaport say he expected this? I think they, Chandler Jones, they expected yeah, it to wanted, happen. Because I said, hey, this came out of nowhere. And maybe Ian was just flexing on me because he's Ian Rappaport, Rap Sheet and Friends host. But he said, oh, no, they kind of expected, I think, was kind of the, the gist of it because of the contract and how well he's done. But I think they're going to get that done. Let's assume he's a hell of a player. That team could be good with Buda Baker as well. Mm-hmm. With the whole div- that whole division, though, Pat, look at the NFC West from top to bottom. Like, it's a toss-up. Who's going to win? Any one of those four teams, you could you could see a way that they win the division. And if you get plus 600 on one of those teams, why not? Especially the with- Lions at plus 2,100. Fox has got to throw some money down. <laughs> have to. Foxy, how do you feel about the Lions being uh, the third worst? Third worst, but hey, honestly, if you look at the other divisions, those teams that have bad odds do not have a chance. If Aaron doesn't come True. back, that division's wide open. Oh, I'm not kidding. Hey, Ty is not wow. here to True. lose his mind, but that is a real thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't trust the Vikings. I don't trust the Bears. And then ah. Aaron's gone. Packers, quite honestly, probably stick. How about MCDC? And yeah. MCDC coming in, we just wow. hand the ball off with golf every single time, and play a little defense every time. <laughs> in that division. He's not sacking a handoff. I think that's what <laughs> I, that is. What I've yeah. seen it happen. Uh, before Khalil, it yeah, you're right. You're right, back. especially with Khalil Mack. Yeah, you're right, 100 percent true. Um, but if, if Aaron does leave, I'm not getting into it. If we're Aaron talking, leaves, we're, I'd talking like about, to see, we're not talking about. We're not talking about Aaron. I'd like to just see how those odds change, though. 
Like oh, drastically. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Very, very quickly. Vikings would be the favorite. Oh, yeah, 100%. For sure. Vikings, definitely. Everything will just kind of slot up. I and mean, what if they move Packers all the way down? Oh, no, 2,500. <laughs> they wouldn't, though, because the Packers still have, uh, you know, weapons on offense, yeah. good weapons on offense, a defense that they've gotten better. So, But they don't become the clear favorite. I mean, they're minus 125 to win that thing. Yeah. And, and I assume that's because Aaron Rodgers is the only reason why. Think about that. There's Packers fans that are upset that Aaron Rodgers is potentially asking for a little bit more. Right now, people that make billions and going to be on the road to make trillions of dollars in this business say, since you have that guy that you guys are okay with uh, or not okay with acting a little different than everybody, we, minus 125 is what this is, actually. <laughs> yeah. You go ahead and lose that guy, you're going to plus 400, 500 in this entire thing. Who knows what Jordan Love's going to do? Who knows what Blake will be able to do? Now, he, he is obviously an absolute stud, um, but God damn, that is a full title change in the NFC North and you plus twenty one hundred. Let's put some money on it right now. Call me crazy. I'm putting money on it today for sure. You're right now. I didn't know those odds were that good. And that's only minus one twenty five because there's a thought Rogers won't be there. Like if it, if Rogers was guaranteed there, it'd be closer to what the Bucks are to win their division minus one ninety five. Yeah. This is insane. Hey, hey, is your friend going to go back or not? And I promised me. That I wouldn't talk about because they're doing the same conversation and the same thoughts that we're having <laughs> yep. off air for all these other shows. And Aaron is still being talked about everywhere else. And I'm getting sick of it. I'm getting sick of talking about it. I'm getting sick of hearing from Packers fans yelling at me for talking about it. It's like, hey, listen, we have to talk about it because it's something that is happening in the world that we cover. I apologize that this happens to be negative Packers coverage from this show potentially for the first time ever. <laughs> by the, uh, we talk about the Packers more than anybody. It just it so happens to be a situation that hasn't been ideal for you i guess but what's he gonna do aj last thing before we go to a break today the, the last time we talk about aaron what do you think he's gonna do i honestly i don't know what he's gonna do i i speaking with him recently i know all that he is doing right now he's grinding getting ready for the match and i think he said he's gonna he's playing all week trying to get ready that's all i know football way football i have no idea golf he's trying to win the match he's been training what's he been doing he's been at the range he's been putting he's been working on no, short game because tom's buried no, I knew he hadn't played a whole lot of golf leading up to this, so that's what I was asking. Like, man, what are you going to – you've been playing? What's going on? And he said, I'm grinding all week. And he thinks, I guess he can put it together in one week, seven days. It takes you 31 years. He thinks he can do it in five, six, seven days. So he's let's Aaron see Rogers. how it turns out. He's Aaron Rodgers, though. I mean, So he's back in Green Bay. So is he golfing at that Green Bay Country Club? Huh. That's a nice country club, but I do not. I have no idea where he is playing, where, this, where these grind sessions are happening. But I assume it's not in Green Bay. If he was in Green Bay, I, his plane would have been tracked, and there would have been. There's probably people sitting at that. Why would he be in Green Bay right now? Wait. There's nothing. There's no off season. Well, you just say hey, we're talking about him golfing. You're grinding away. There was a story that he just renewed his. It was, I'm sure it was auto renewal. Just we like agree. You. I, I'm just, I know we agree with that. I was just trying to potentially piece something together there that was maybe not there. You you settled that. Congratulations. But <laughs> you, it AJ. was an auto renewal situation, is what we just cleared mm-hmm. up, which is what we no, thought. I don't. I don't know that. I would assume. Oh. It's, oh. See. So oh, now we now what we're kind of know? off the story a little bit. But whatever the case, you do that once, so you can golf that day. You need to golf and then. And they just they charge you for at least two or three more. Usually, years. usually not how it plays out, but for you, yes. Well, and for Aaron, and and it seems like that that is the case. He's a good golfer, right? Yeah, he's definitely a good golfer. I didn't get to see him. He never. We didn't golf together down at the Baja Mar. No, damn. I see, and he didn't even hit in the uh, trick shot one because he was commentated. So I didn't. Even, I don't uh-huh. even think I seen him hit a ball. I think he's good though, right? Good golfer. 
Yeah, he can play. Well, his physique is going to be the talk of the town, yeah. whether he looks like he's in football shape or not. Well, he said last year he's not even going to start throwing until July. Are we there yet? We're close. We'll be I mean, ju- July 6th, we will be. Yeah, we'll see him. So that'll be his first couple. Is he going to throw on the course? Are they going to have a session? Ooh, what time probably. are they teeing off? Maybe he and Tom. You think he and Tom are going to get an early morning sesh throwing to uh, maybe Bryson and Phil? They're going to run routes be for him? Smart. So there was a um, – there was a, that'd be sweet. That Phil, would be awesome. Phil thing. loves throwing. Yeah. Throw some throw, or show some like grainy footage. Hey, we got hidden camera footage of Aaron and Tom throwing to Bryson and Phil this morning. That's how dedicated they are. The morning of the match. And we have Bryson running button hooks and Aaron just hitting him right in the numbers. Boom, bang, right in the chest. Hey, Brooksy. Okay, the, <laughs> the whole thing happens, you know, and Brooksy's at the 10. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, the uh the whole thing happens with him him throwing there. Him saying he wasn't going to throw until July. Is that a normal thing, you think? And what does that mean? Is that his normal offseason? Because last year he said his elbow felt better and his arm felt better than it ever did. And it was that OTA delayed build up into training camp as opposed to build up, crash six weeks, and then back up to all the way at max work ethic with the training camp day one being full go, basically. what is it normally like that in the offseason? He tries to kind of rest the arm, chill, and, and he he has that much confidence he doesn't have to do it because i think that was the inside joke you and him had basically what well, was he of- saying though that he didn't tell us when he was coming on during the season that he's going to not throw until july because at that point he was still going to go to otas and stuff right i don't know because i think you guys had an inside joke that you know live no, I on the air had- I don't think we had an inside joke yeah, going on. Did. Yeah, you did. You yeah, said, did. You said, you said, I know how much you love throwing around on the beach or in the off season or whatever. No, I meant putting putting voluntary workouts up there and trying to get pub for it. That was the joke. Oh, so has he been throwing then? Oh, I have no idea if he's been throwing. I think he said when he doesn't throw is when the season ends up until they start the off-season program. That's when he rests his arm a lot of things. Okay, so he is throwing then. Now, who's he throwing to? Is is that what Mai Tai's there for? He works out out there at that place that Takatari works out and a lot of those guys in in like Malibu area, area, I believe, or not Malibu, you know, somewhere up the hill. You know, all anybody's going to ask is if he's too skinny or whatever. Last year, he started doing legs heavy, right? Two years ago, he started Uh doing legs heavy. I think all you should be looking at is the base. If his base, I think that is all we should be uh, – I, I think you learn a lot, by the way. You can learn a lot quickly about how hard somebody's going whenever you, you know, see the legs out there, especially with how much – what was it? Iron? Iron. 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 I think it was power iron. Power iron. Power iron. It was power iron he was pushing. He's out of Iowa. Was that what it was? Power iron? This is the fitness people. Oh, here we go. Hey, here's a chance. You don't know. What was the company? I'm, I'm not a fitness person, but I do not remember what the... Oh, shut up! Yeah, you are. You use it every That's day. That's all that matters, man. What's that? That's all that matters. He said he's jacking weight up. That's all that matters. Just getting the work in. Okay, oh. so he is doing that right now? He's jacking weight up? Because I don't know. Why are you asking you me, man? Because you said you talked to him. Yeah, okay, about the match, about golf. Are his arms tired like mine from doing so many fucking hammer curls <laughs> yesterday? And is he still able to swing, or what do you think? How's he feel? I don't... So I don't know this for a fact, but... I am sure if we showed him that video and we did, I told him about the build up and Pat's going to do curls. How many can he do? He would be equally as upset that you did hammer curls and you oh. did not let people know. He should come on tomorrow. Okay, let's talk, talk about it. it. Tell him let's so, talk about it. Yeah, he does bar let's curls. Talk about it. Maybe he's Send in Jay Glazer's gym. Hey, who did he pick up and drop the other day? Oh. Jay Glazer posted something. Lane oh, Johnson. What? Jay Glazer was on a mat and he shot on somebody. Got a single leg lift, scoop, carry, drop. 
Yeah, check. come on, dude. Come on, someone send me that, please. I thought it was lame. It's on his Instagram. You're over there. You're an influencer. Oh, he's quick. Hey, he is quick. Yeah. Who, wait, who did he dump? Like an uh, NFL player? No, it was a professional fighter, I think. Oh. I forget who it was. I didn't see who it was because the at was not like the name. You know, it was like a... Uh, it says X-C-N-A, like Natch. See, that's what I'm talking about. I don't know. I know it's somebody, yeah. though. Because he got him? It's probably John Jones. No, I would Randy know. Randy Couture. It's Randy Couture? Oh, yeah. No. That's Randy Couture. Oh, Holy shit. No. Yeah, he picked up Randy Couture, dude. <laughs> Damn. Jay Glazer, bro. Is Jay getting in the fighting game? Is he going to fight somebody? What do you mean in the fighting game? He's been training MMA for, for like years. No, Jay Glazer. He's going to jump on and maybe fight on a Logan Paul undercard or something. That would be. Undercard? He's the main event. Hey, Glazer Ocho Cinco. You're right. Um, there he is. Uh, is that the end of it? Yeah, Ooh, that slipped the end of it. punch. That was the end of it. Go back to the beginning. Maybe he's in the next. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Look at that. You see him shoot? Tackle, wow. dump. That's an Randy awesome happy Couture. birthday post to your buddy. Lightweight. Yeah, absolutely it is. It's, hey, look, look what I did. Let you down. You're welcome. Cool. I'll kill you next time. <laughs> I'll kill you next time. I think he has mitts on too, by the way. I think, oh, he, yeah. I think he has mitts. So oh, I think, yeah. oh, no. Is he? Those are like MMA gloves. They're, I think they're like the Pride gloves, or the, they're not the uh, UFC ones. Are they fighting each other? Is, is Jay Glazer just fighting Randy Couture on a fucking Tuesday, dude? Little, little Get Dana White on the phone. Hashtag Jay Yo, Newman. By the way, dude. hashtag Jay don't fuck around. He's fighting Randy Couture on a Tuesday. All right? <laughs> Take it easy in his mentions whenever you can start going out. Ty Schmidt needs to rethink everything. At this yeah, be careful out there, Ty. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. The fact that you allow us to do so, I am going to be grateful for the rest of my life for it. Thank you all so, so much. Uh, we're back tomorrow. Hashtag end pod squad. Tweet a picture of where you're listening, how you're listening, so we can get to know each other a little bit more. Mostly me get to know who the hell is listening out there. And you automatically will be entered into winning a 5K prize today. And then uh, we'll do one more tomorrow. And then we're gone. Thank you all so much. Please play some independent music and repel these people into a beautiful Wednesday night. How about some David Morris? Here we Coming go. live from the heartland, USA. Where dreams go to die and your friends get sent away. Working to survive nine to five every day. Spend your paycheck up at Walmart and Chick-fil-A. Pull up in the Honda, baby, when got the top down. Parking lot of Taco Bell, I need a mouse sauce now. You asking a lot of questions, looking like a cop now. Eat your chicken quesadilla, baby girl, and calm down. Country boy with the flow, that's me. That's me. Might rock cowboy boots and supreme. Might put a lift kit on my Jeep. On my Jeep. Might buy me a can of wintergreen. Might go crazy 80 on the interstate. Might just cop a F-150, whip it like it's a Mercedes. Might show up in camouflage with entourage at VM80s. Oh my gosh, it's Wavy Davy. Yeah, he's back and misbehaving. I'm that young stunner. I don't like no drama. She do what she wanna. I do any genre. It's feeling like Virginia summer, hit me if you got my number. See, I'm at church on a Sunday, hard at work on a Monday. I'm a truck at a main street light. Yeah, I'm a kid next door sitting on the front porch who grew up here all of his life. I said, baby, I'm a fighter. I'm going to stay up all night. I'm trying to make it just as fast as I can. I'm American scheming. I'm American dreaming. Coming alive from this heartland. I'm from a place not so far away in the USA. Every day we either overwork or we underpay. We need better. Fits vacation days of 401k And maternity leave She got a baby on the way See 
Everybody knows your name around here. But ain't nobody famous around here. A bunch of John Doe's riding around on John Deere. Might move to Texas and become a cattle auctioneer. Quarter half 75, one, one, 25, one half 175. Who's gonna buy? Is it too high? Going once, going two times. Sold to the man on the front with the Levi's. Call hard jacket and a peace sign. Myrtle Beach for a week, got tea time. Boy, I know you since knee high. And now you see why I ain't sold my soul. I'm rock and roll. I'm on a roll. I'm out of control. And now you know. See, I'm at church on a Sunday, hard at work on a Monday. I'm a truck at a main street light. Yeah, I'm a friend next door sitting on the back porch, handing you a Coke and a Bud Light. I said, baby, I'm a fighter. I'm a stay up all night. I'm trying to make it just as fast as I can. I'm American scheming. I'm American dreaming. Coming alive from this heartland.